I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. starting now thank you welcome to the recon specialist tv i'm your host patrick patrick with us as always we have one mr robert monroe with his headphones too loud i think or maybe <laughs> oh yeah uh, no never mind it's sean <laughs> i can hear myself talking back to myself okay so uh, let's just want you to hear you say it Oh, it wasn't you, Padre. No, it still is you. It's always you. Fight me, you wench. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, we are here with the man, the myth, the legend. The legend. Uh, go ahead. You do it better than I do, Padre. The man, the myth, and the legend, Sean 2.0, Hotek Tierman. Oh, thank th you, fans. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. I mean... Uh, I don't, I remember I asked you like, I think like six months ago, and you're like, eh, I'm not ready. I wanted to see if we stayed on the air. <laughs> if we had stage yeah, power. If we, okay. it, base or staying power. This is all free. Doesn't actually cost a lot of money, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. Today we're doing Hotak Ask Me Anything of Mr. One Sean Tiernan, who is, I to me, the lead developer of the second edition, Heroes of the Utori Cluster. Um, or the one that out-survived the other. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and right now, we have so much to get through. Uh, and But before we start, a quick word from Recon Tokens. Stop off at ReconTokens.com for all of your gaming needs. Magic the Gathering, X-Wing, Pokemon, Star Wars role-playing, and much, much more. Don't see your game? Email us at recontoken.com. Recontoken or, sorry. Go to recontokens.com, email us at recontokens at gmail.com, and we can provide you with a custom order without breaking your bank for your favorite tabletop or board game. Recon Tokens, it's time to elevate your tokens. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I just I have to get that out of the way. Um, I mean, let's start. One Mr. Sean Tiernan, where are you from, and what are you drinking? All right, uh, Brisbane, Australia, originally from Melbourne, moved up here a couple of years ago, never looked back. My drink of choice at the moment, coffee, but then again, it is still only 11.30 in the morning here. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you will see me with a beer in hand. Um, yeah, guys, I'd really love to start with a big thank you list. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> kind pleasure. of big, Kind of been the chief pilot behind the 2.0 conversion, but there's there's a few people that this would not have happened without, not in a uh, pink fit. Um, really, Josh Dirksen, right off the top. If Josh hadn't done such a good job on 1.0, there wouldn't be a 2.0. Bill oh, um, Waller and uh, Justin Gann, for their work on the layouts and everything. Bill did all the uh, the campaign book and the missions. Justin did an amazing job on the AI layouts. Oh, yes. Well, He's currently redoing it, if I'm not mistaken, as well. 
Yeah, the new double-sided version with stress on the back. Yes. Which uh, is pretty amazing. Um, Klaus Sorensen and the FGA team. Um, Klaus has done most of the work on the AI. If I'd had to redo, if I'd had to do the AI, um, it probably would have been a project breaker. <laughs> that would have been you that would have been a step too you, far. You wouldn't give it to FFG, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they did make a 15-page document. We're gonna cover that. Yeah. We're so gonna cover that today because I'm excited to talk about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, FGA, you guys. Um, for promoting the whole 2.0 thing. Um, the Facebook community from have just been fantastic in their support of it. Um, 5,000 strong. What are we at? Five or 3,000? 4,600, I think, was the last count. Let's see. Oh, right. There's an awful lot of them. There, oh, God, yes. I'm in the whole tech page. Why isn't it showing me? It usually tells me the number of... Oh, 46, or, yeah, 4,618 members strong. Not a bad run. Um, yeah. Also, a quick thank you to uh, my local squad, the Fearless <laughs> Gundar. Love them. Got to give the squad a plug. <laughs> and uh, a big shout out to my little girl, Brittany, down there in Melbourne, who, uh, even though she has no interest in X-Wing, thought she'd tune in and watch Dad at work. Absolutely. It's fun. You know, you get to see him on Twitch. You can leave a comment. Oh, there it is. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> us tonight. We hope we exceed your expectation, which is probably a very low bar. Or, gonna... or maybe we should just tell her to lower her expectations really far down. No, like, that's what I'm saying. If her expectations was zero, I'm sure we'll exceed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, like, we suck. But what? That's... we oh. suck. Oh, great. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next month. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we don't suck that bad. I mean, I don't think we're, like, in last place or nothing. Oh, we don't suck that bad. I think we're doing just fine. Right, chat? Great. Anyways. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> I hear crickets, man. I hear crickets. There there's there's crickets. nothing out there. Um, I mean, like, my first question is... Thank you, Chuck. What? Yes, thank Yeah, there you go, Chuck. When did you get into HOTAC, or did you get into second edition? Did you get into first edition first? What, like, how did you get into X-Wing? Uh, got, got into uh, X-Wing, I just thought it, it looked good. Jokingly said to my oldest daughter one year when she said, what would you like for Father's Day? Oh, buy me the X-Wing corset. Thank <laughs> you very much. Maybe Why you didn't you just say, That's how it starts. You just say, go out and buy me crack? Yeah, it all be cheaper. It probably would be cheaper <laughs> and less addictive. Yeah. Um, because I didn't have a play group, um, I was searching for something that could be done solo and discovered this. Yeah, this is it. Um, and... started on that and then bit the bullet and started traveling a little bit to uh, games nights at local stores. That's awesome. So, like. When you first started it, you first edition, you said? First edition. First edition. Beautiful. How many times did you play through it? I want to know if you've beaten me. <laughs> yeah, I think I played, it was towards the end of first edition. 
Um, I think I played through the full campaign three times. All right. I hold that record, at least. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I never get to leave the house. My my co-host, Mr. Padre. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I did go right direction. He doesn't get to leave the house very much because of health conditions and all that jazz. Um, I think I introduced Padre into Hotak. I don't think he played before, I did, before he met uh, me. I played at... Uh, uh, stomping grounds. Uh, you mean for... you weren't a virgin before you met me? No, honey, I wasn't. Sorry, sweetie. Um, <laughs> so I had, I had very little, very little experience. And then we were playing, you know, all that Hotak. That, I mean, yeah. Oh my God, we played months of Hotak. <laughs> well, it wasn't until Sean posted, he goes, hey, we're updating a second edition. Me and you, I immediately started playing it and testing it out. And we were mm. so happy with it. Um, we definitely tried to break it, and we successfully broke it many times. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we contacted yes, we Sean many times. I'm happy, I'm happy to say I successfully fixed it many times. <laughs> because we really enjoyed breaking it. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, without without the sort of feedback that you guys were were channeling through to me, though, um, <laughs> it really when you do something like this, you want people to try and break it. Yep. It's the uh, only way to only way you're ever going to get it right. That's one of the questions too. That like I'm so giddy. I like I don't. I just want to skip the news right now, but we have to get to the FFG news. Um, but Padre, anything else before we get started with tonight? Uh, really, uh, the, the, the greatest news of all, Michigan is now almost sort of kind of getting closer to open. We're moving to phase two Monday of three. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hoping like they opened up the upper peninsula where all three people live, yep. uh, up for good. And oh, then geez. the uh, the northern half of Michigan, where the other seven live, so yep. that's yeah, that's ten. They're opening that up, and uh, we might be able to get haircuts by the middle of June. I mean, everyone who is watching now, and for, please stay safe. Um, we understand if you would like to wear your masks. Wear your masks. You know, social distancing. You know, if you're involved in protesting, um, and if you get caught Don't up in riots. Baseball. Yeah, don't drink Lysol either. Please stay safe, everyone, regardless of what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> as long as that has a respirator. Yeah. As long as you have a respirator, that works just as great. Oh, my God. Yeah, he fits right in, Patrick. Oh, I know. Um, so I, I want to get to the FFG news, because we have a lot of news that has ha yeah, been happening. Yeah. Because yeah, um, something happened. Well, hold on. We're going to get first. Let's go to Gen Con. Everyone knows, like, everything's been canceled uh, until basically October. We don't, we, yeah, we don't even know if Worlds is happening. Um, yeah. However, Gen Con is still going virtual. So if you want to learn how to paint, if you want to play certain games online, like, you know, D&D. &D, um, and they're going like, to have other online seminars. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they'll have X-Wing, but. They're looking for people. Who yes. wish to host things. So if you've got something that you think that you can do digitally, yeah, uh, in in the virtual format, definitely um, get a hold of them because they're looking for people. Uh, they're still going to be, 
you know, 60,000 people who wanted to do something for that weekend. And, you know, if there's only the digital format available, well, then, you know, quite a few of them are going to want to do it. And considering Gen Con made this registration for free. Yes. You're going to absolutely sign up for free. Which is, I think, that's incredible. This is is the only way I'm ever going to get to Gen Con. Yeah. It's, yeah. You saved like $5,000. And like, I'm not going to, I have no idea what type of events they're going to have there, but I'm sure there's a game. um, Like, my friends love Pathfinders. I mean, I don't know if the Shuttle Tidarium are going to continue there uh, or Grim missions for X Wing or if there's going to be Heroes of the Atari cluster there, because I know there are people that are actually teaching it live there uh, when Gen Con's happening on the gaming floor. Um, Yeah. Even Chad, Chad's teaching people how to play X-Wing. I'm sure he wouldn't mind teaching people online either because it's easy enough to set up a table just with a camera, run it, and show people how to play X-Wing. And they can yep. ask, leave comments and stuff like that. So very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely. happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so next thing, uh, we are basically in the virtual age right now of X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we seem to have been thrown into that age, uh, kicking and screaming, and everybody at the very beginning was just all in a panic, and then they broke Vassal, and uh, that was bad. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and then uh, once once they fixed Vassal and, and got that up and running again, and then, you know, everybody was like, oh, well, there's TTS, and uh, <laughs> that thing, you know, I, it used to be when... when Patrick and I would go on to TTS, you know, it'd be like, well, let me find your room. Oh, there it is. Now it's like searching through 5,000 games. Oh, it, takes, it takes a while to search yeah. through. You know, and, and don't just say X-Wing because there's 100 games. Yes. You know, you can't just, you can't just do that anymore. You got to be very specific. And all of these tournaments have sprouted up and, and everything like that. Yeah. So it's, it's really good it's I really I good. think to a certain extent it's been fantastic for, for the game in general with having to go this way because you now you're playing against players from all over the world that otherwise you never would have had a chance to, to play against oh yeah yeah, yeah I've, definitely i've already played somebody from australia germany england canada and oh, where else there's like two other countries that i've played as well it's and that's just in like three tournaments that i've been in so it's absolutely amazing that we're able to do this um one of our guys last week saying oh i got beaten by some guy from the uk called ollie (laughs) (laughs) just happens to be a top player in the world but you know yeah Oh, we gave him heaps. You know, how the hell could you lose to a Pocknell? Seriously. <laughs> oh, I, I played, uh, oh, God, what is his name? Freaking starts with a J. He's like, he's Ollie's like best friend. And Ugh. he's the t- second player in the world. And he was like my first p- opponent of my first tournament that I signed up for. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, can't just, you know, find a local player or something like, no, I got to f- play the top two. I, I, did horrible i did i did very bad um but i mean with this these are the updates that i have found and have discovered vassal now has hotak um it does i don't think it has epic yet and it has a lot of new key features that they're just throwing in there as much as possible like with your list loading 
um, how you can measure for arcs and overlaying obstacles and marking your ships and different stuff like that. I think they're trying to get up to TTS quality. Oh, yeah, TTS now has fully functioning. Um, ho- well, it's always had HOTAC, but it is functioning HOTAC. It has fully functioning EPIC. It yep. has X-Wing with arc measurements, custom mats, custom dice, custom everything. So Yeah, you could you could pretty much do anything and, and even I yeah. got into a tournament. Yes, I've signed you up for you. Yes. <laughs> I, I was, I was okay. told I no, was I, I was st- told <laughs> He was supposed to Andre, play I yeah. got our tickets. He was you're playing in in the you know, OOO. I, I forced you to sign up. You were supposed to play in the other system open for God knows what, and you dropped like that morning and didn't tell me. And I was like, "Who are you playing?" You're like, "I'm not playing today." I'm like, "You son of a bitch! You left me out high and dry." Whoops! <laughs> oh, was it? see, and freaking Chuck got paired up against Sarah Tessum right out of the gate. Like, yeah, annihilated. I bet. Oh, she's so tough. Um. So, anyway, have you been playing any tournaments, Sean? Or is it all Hotak now? No, I, I actually don't play a lot of competitive. I do uh, fly casual with the squad every Wednesday night. Um, we're actually hoping to kick off a Hotak campaign this week on Thursdays. Love it, love uh, it. Which will be fun. Um, I'm more of a fly casual kind of guy than a, than a tournament guy. But having said that, store championships... Once a month, I try to get to if I don't have to work. Where are you, Sean? He's from Australia. We covered that. Chuck, what the heck? He's from Philadelphia. Can't you tell from his accent? (laughs) God, Chuck. Oh, man. Well, if he was Austrian. No, Austrian? No, Austrian. He's Australian. No, no. I was going to say. Like, that's right. I'd be back. I'd be doing bad things to you on the map. I'd be back. It is very sunny in Vienna at the moment. Well, yeah. of course, no, I was going to say, if he's from New Zealand, apparently that America doesn't acknowledge New Zealand as a country right now. Wait, according wait, to like... Wait, wait. There's a country called New Zealand? It's right next to Australia. They're not a, a one country or a continent. I thought, there was a little, like, I thought there was like Hawaii. It's a little island. I was five minutes late. Cut me a break. Oh, God, you're never. I'm never going to cut you a break. <laughs> oh wait! If you guys actually started on time and told people where to tune in, I'm I started on time and we're the a holes. Um, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> anyways, so the other thing is uh, the the action, not the Fly Casual channel. I love you guys, anyways. The Fly Casual application that you can download from GitHub that is now online for multiplayer. It's a little bit of legwork, but you can actually play within Fly Casual if you prefer that application and play against someone online. It's stable, it works, and I like Fly Casual because it auto does everything for you. All you have to do is just click and tell you what you want. <laughs> I hate that you can't go back. Once you make a mistake, you're screwed. You're yeah, stuck with yeah. that decision. So it's kind of like real X-Wing playing against that guy. Yeah, they, yeah. Everyone's just the yeah. rules Nazi. It's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, we were supposed to spend five minutes on that, but we went over. Um, yeah, of course we did. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Oh Jesus! All right, now we're gonna dive right into. We gotta the, do it. What the slow the solo? Solo. Oh, I did that right in front of your face. There you go. Solo. 
Where's Old Zealand? I think it's in... Alright, so... First impressions, Padre. Let's get with the salt. Um... Oh god, there's so much. <laughs> it, uh... It sucks. Um, no. No, actually, I can't, I can't say that it sucks. No. If you want a very, very simplified opponent that forgets about you if you're in back of them, Solo is fantastic. <laughs> um, it, it, it will allow you to do, you know what I would say, the best way to describe it, it would be like a very early version of Fly Casual. It was very simple. It was, um, there was no, there's no frills to it yet. I think they're working out a lot of the issues that it has because we managed to break it within the first 45 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we broke it in the first 45 seconds. Um, we tested it. I tested it four times. I don't know how many times Padre tested it. I, he was I, with I, me when I tested it. Yeah, and I and I took a first spin myself, and um, I got uh, okay. When K wings win everything, there's a problem. Um, <laughs> That's just not true. So it's it's very simple right now. I think it has room to grow, but when you look at the AI that is out there from Hotec, you cannot compare the two. I mean, it's it's just, it's like, oh, uh, what a nice Yugo. I'm going to get into my Bentley now. Okay, it's that kind of a difference. Right now, this is a Yugo. <laughs> and Hotec would be, you know, a Bentley. Uh, the, the, yeah. the AI can't, you just can't compare the two. The, the whole dice rolling thing, it just, it just. Yep. I mean, if you want to try some basic ideas against a really stupid oppo opponent, boom, set up the solo and go to town. Yeah. All right, Sean. <laughs> go uh, ahead. You have wait, the floor. Wait, wait, wait. What? Let me, let me lay. Okay. You're Now you're out of the camera. <laughs> you can't see uh, it. No. Uh, I, I think the thing everybody's got to remember first up, it is an alpha. Um, yes. It's a first draft. Yeah, there is a hell of a lot of room for improvement. Yes. I did run a couple of tests with the Hotac AI versus Solo. Uh, it was like Ollie Pocknell playing against me. Um, did yeah. not turn out very well for the Solo. Um, one thing I think people have to remember is being an alpha and FFG having asked for feedback, which I think is a great thing, um, I'm seeing a lot of posts on Facebook where people are saying, oh, we changed this, we changed that, we changed something else, which then makes it really hard to test the alpha rules and give feedback on them. You've got to play them in the format that they're presented. Now, it's tough. I know it can get a little bit dull, but if you want to play test it, there's no point house ruling a lot of the stuff. Um, you end up with a skewed view of what the rules can do. Um, look, for a big round of applause to FFG for finally, after many years of people saying, where's our solo rules? <laughs> finally, um, finally coming up with them. 
unfortunately, um, though, they were made by the same people that did the app. So, yeah. That's not, no, that's not a fact. <laughs> Are you sure, um, though? Yeah. They... They do have a much bigger remit than than we have with Hotep. They're trying to cover all what is it, 85, 86 ships. Yeah, um, that's a that's... It, it is a big task, and I think I think they're on the right track. I just think it still needs a lot of refinement. Absolutely. Um, I'm certainly not going to write them off. No. Uh, will they ever replace? The Hotak AI within Hotak? No. I think the individual ship cards actually give them character. Yeah. Well, Hotak has, what, four or five years of a head start with AI? Yeah. So it, that's been very fine tuned. And even then, they're still updating it constantly because people want it to be more like playing a human or actually playing yeah. a computer. They want it fine tuned to where it can possibly beat them constantly. Um, well, the, the last update was only a month, not even a month ago. Yeah. So it, it's constantly being improved. Oh, absolutely. Like, well, that's the thing. I had my daughter play against me. She, I let her use the AI. I teach her which moves to do, and it beats me. Uh, you know, yeah. it's not saying much, but it, <laughs> that's yeah, where we it, are. Yeah, yeah, it flies for your daughter, and then she picks the right actions every time and, and shoots. Right. Targets. And beats you every time. Oh my god, I love it when you play her. Oh, I know. I want to. I I want to keep doing it too. She's a blast. I, I, I love it. As she just she just smacks you around the table and you whimper in the corner a little bit and then yep. she just smiles really pretty and it's just it's great to watch. Uh... This is like so. My two cents on this. Again, great start. It is alpha. So this is something that somebody probably had in a folder somewhere. They dusted it off and said, "Hey, by the way." While you guys are stuck at home, here's this. It's a very yeah. large document. It takes a little bit of time to get used to all the things. Um, but I'm as much as I love that FFG threw it to us. I'm hoping that they brace themselves for the criticism. Because <laughs> you know what, I think they're ready for the criticism. Because let's face it, that's what they get most of the time whenever they do. Oh, anything. I know, but within a day somebody refined it to one or two pages and they actually separated them in back into ships instead of the um because i don't think a zero stop is on here i don't like it does somewhat tell you what to do with criticals yeah, when you accept them but that's the other thing it's it's very subjective to the actual player it's not the ai deciding it for you so when it says do yeah. a two bank or a too hard, or you know the, the average bank and average hard. I still have to make that decision on which it's better for, and it's not always clear cut. So yeah. they, they're going to have to refine it a lot. I like the attempt, though. It's cute. But um, well, hold on. Like I said, it is alpha. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you play the solo exactly the way it has in this manual, you'll have a blast. Things will jump on the board. You might all of a sudden get just completely pigpiled or dogpiled on, and they might just blow you up in one turn, or you might have it to where they just kind of like fly subtly to the left, and you just keep shooting at them until they finally maybe you you might roll lucky. That's basically it, because we figured out like the K turn only comes up I think three out of the eleven times when you roll dice. Yeah, which is and very. And the fighters never do it too hard. 
Yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. The way that it is. But again, it'll take him a minute. Sounds like when Dad and I play games. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> I love it. Um, Brittany, if you mention Munchkin, I will fly to Melbourne and slap you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but FFG, thank you for this anyways. It was fun yeah. to play. Um, I just don't recommend it using it as an AI for a 206 match or starting the ships on board edge to board edge. Do the hyperspace tokens. That's my recommendation. And, and, and try out the scenarios with it. Exactly. It, it's, it is a lot of fun. Because it did kill box me at one point because I said, well, they're just going to fly off into the corner of the board. And they didn't. They actually all K-turned and they kill boxed me because I was expecting it to fly dumb. I remember <laughs> I, I did laugh at you. I mean, I did laugh at the... Well, no, I laughed at you. Oh, I, uh, Well, hey, I, I'm like at a 75% win rate against this AI because the other times it just let me shoot at it from behind and I just oh, blew yeah, them up. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. It kept, like, slowly turning to the right and... And Patrick's just like, one bank to the right. Oh, and, shit. and that's one the thing. Bank to the you're right. you're oh. going. You're like, no, no, that's not. That can't. That, no. Yeah. And you're and you're with me, and you're like, no, that's exactly what it does. I'm like, but that's stupid. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh god. All right. That's it with FFG news. Let's get to the basic reason why everyone's here. We're going to fire away questions over at our guest one mr sean tiernan and he's going to answer all of your dirty little questions about hotak 2.0 basically what is that sorry i should have silenced my phone <laughs> i was like that's awesome it's not me i'm still blaming padre um so i know sean had lots of look at the questions already i'm sure he has some answers prepared um but I mean, the f let's go with the first one, which is my favorite one. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, I, I read that. This is New Silver Dad. It's got to be either chalk mint Ooh, or mint. licorice, but it has to be in a waffle cone. I've never had okay, licorice ice cream. Waffle cone I can go with. Licorice, that's just wrong against humanity. And the mint chocolate chip, I'm all with you. How dare you, man? Also, also, a bit of a fan of butterscotch. Butterscotch is good. Yeah. I no, thought no. I mean, I thought you said a bottle of scotch, but then I was like, no, it's butterscotch, you idiot. What are you? <laughs> no, no, okay. a bottle of scotch, butterscotch. I got <laughs> one somewhere behind the green screen. Um. Oh, oh man, now I want to own an ice creamery bar to where oh <laughs> there's a full bar behind me, and we're an ice cream parlor. Can I have a, can I have a bottle of scotch? <laughs> A butterscotch? No, a bottle of scotch. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, right we can here. do that. Yeah, we can do that. Right. Anyways, um, next question. Chewy is my co-pilot 894. How many testers do you have? And how do you test the... Well, let's start with that. How many testers do you have? Okay, for testing, I'm reliant on me and the community for feedback. Um, I have gotten a lot of really good feedback most of which has found its way into interchanges. Nice. But like, do you, like, I'm not, we're trying, trying to toot our own horn, but do you have a dedicated testing group or someone that you're in constant contact or feedback with besides us? Because, yes. <laughs> oh, look, it, it, generally, the feedback will come through via the Facebook page. 
Um, oh, okay. You are the you are the only the only group that I have constant contact with. Sorry. Having said that, I've played the entire campaign probably eight or ten times now. So you definitely so, have so a speed that, on that. So, so does that mean our names go on the box? <laughs> oh, they will. No. <laughs> I've got a funny feeling they may be in the uh, already be in the credits. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I'm sorry, everyone, if it beats you up constantly. <laughs> um, it's next... the only time I win, so it's okay. All right, next question. How do you test the difficulty of missions? Because you have to do it on ship count, initiative count, and then you have that entire grid of what comes on when. So how do you test all that? It's incredible. Repeated playing. It's that simple. It is. It can get very tedious, and and there were times when I was working on it where I just got to the point where no, it's going away for two weeks. <laughs> um, literally, playing is the only way to test the balance. Okay. Full credit to Josh Dirksen again. The balance on the missions was so good from point oh seven. That there was very little change needed to it. So even when moving into second edition, it wasn't like I have to figure out the force. I have to figure out this and you know this combination of upgrades. Like where where does it to where the number of players with the initiative and then all of the new stuff that 2.0 combines? Because now you have mobile turrets instead of actual just like twin laser turrets on Y wings, which would just absolutely decimate Hotak like god yeah i well that's the thing but like now there's with dutch on top of the force on top of like all these abilities that just make it to where almost every modded or every shot's modded and you have proton torps like i don't think it's any different than first edition there but there are still like components to this game that were definitely not in first edition yeah but there's been a lot of stuff removed too like um guidance chips <laughs> um, some of the some of the pilot talents or the EPTs from first edition just yep. made it literally. I'm rolling four dice and I'm going to get four crits. Yep. Um, the changes between the two kind of what was taken out, what was put in, kind of tended to balance themselves out. And as Josh said in in the original version. The whole idea behind this is to build broken ships that you would never have a chance to play in reality. Yep. If you restricted Hotak to strictly legal builds, um, the yeah. Imperials would be overwhelming. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> My team learned that out earlier. They're like, this is the, it is so cute when they're all around the table and the first time they're playing this, like, this is the AI. It's stupid. It's going to two, two bank. And then it, all the squad 4Ks, and, and they all bump into the, like, and they're like, I didn't expect it. I'm like, you shouldn't. <laughs> it's not going to fly like a human. It's not going to do the logical. It's an AI system. It's going to do whatever it's told to do. Oh, my God. But it's fun. All right. So, just, so people, if you are playing Hotak, if you find anything wrong, I won't say wrong. If you find irregularities, if you want to become a tester, jump on in and just start going into facebook i don't do we have a discord page or a discord channel there is but it's a bit um it's a bit scattered 
Okay. I'm more than happy if anybody has any comment on any of the missions or balancing and stuff. Yep. Chuck it on the Facebook page, tag me in it. I'll get I'll get around to answering it as quickly as I can. Yeah. Oh no, he's eleven minutes, I think, is his like slowest response. It's ridiculous. <laughs> if I'm oh, not at man. work, I generally respond fairly quickly. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right, this question I think we might have answered, but we're going to ask it anyways. With the release of Alpha Solo from FFG, is there a will to adapt it to our AI charts? Thank you, Frog2, for that answer. Or that question, rather. Um, it, it's interesting, actually, because I was looking on Facebook this morning and ha somebody has actually organized the solo charts, but the way they've done it is to use a HOTAC template. Yeah. Um, which is a testament to, again, <laughs> to Hotak. Um, I think we're always going to stick with the individual ship cards. It, it gives them character. It gives them personality. You do get that individualized action sequence. Going to solo, look, if I wanted to throw in a ship that there wasn't an AI card for, I might try solo to see how it works, but that is about as close as it will get. Okay. Like, they, because yours, current, or not yours, but the current AI is you roll a six-headed die, it then tells you what the maneuver is, and then it goes through a key chart for action. So it'll say... If you have something in arc, take a focus. If you don't have anything to shoot, try to barrel roll so it gets a shot. Try to barrel roll to get out of being shot and then take an evade. That's just for the TIE fighter. Different <laughs> ships, of course, have completely different action bars and different skills. Like, you don't want your bomber taking a focus when it has munition. Well, not me, but the AI's bomber. It wants to take the target lock. It has munitions. It wants to fire those off, especially depending on the mission. Like if it has ion torps, if you're trying to ionize an epic ship. So this, I don't see it being incorporated too heavily either because it doesn't have that action. The only thing I do like is it does roll to see what its maneuver is, and that's its attitude on how it handles that maneuver. But Hotak is just like, am I at range four? I'm screaming at you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I would like a slower mode like this, kind of, but i much rather have the six-headed die for now as well. The, the only problem with the attitude is, it, as it is at the moment, and again, I can only stress that it's it's still alpha, yep. um, things like the time bomber, the chances of it taking a lock are greatly reduced. It, the, because of the attitude, it actually kind of hampers ordnance carrying ships yeah it gets stuck sometimes that's the problem it's yeah. a room it's a roomba it's a roomba <laughs> yeah yeah it keeps hitting the chair leg just bang 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 like that yeah holy jesus all right um so wolf's head has asked directly from the chat are there plans to create campaigns for other eras resistance or clone yes there are there's already some very good ones in response to a competition that I think Jeffrey Bain coordinated last year. There's already some really good uh, Clone Wars era era ones there. Yep. They haven't been updated to 2.0, um, but that shouldn't take a whole lot of work. Yep. 
there are plans. There's also, and this will probably answer um, another question before we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> there's also plans to do in-atmosphere missions, um, ground support, air support. Also want to do something that includes the Tantive. Yeah. Well, that's, it jumps right into the next question. Um... Oh, thank you for the follow, Wolf's Chat. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, any plans on incorporating formations from Epic Play into the AI, perhaps also giving players the opportunity to upgrade to a wingman that stays in formation? That is from Quick Build is the best build. <laughs> I love that. Okay, that's that's a pretty easy one. The, uh, the Epic Movement rules will definitely be in the next optional rules doc. Um... <laughs> FGA already use that as standard. Mm -hmm. So with their permission, I will be just putting their movement rules for the AI into the optional rules document. Yep. Um, wingman is something that has come up repeatedly. <laughs> um, and the answer is pretty much no. Um, <laughs> the reason it. being, it, it does make the player ships a little bit too OP. Um, unless you count the extra ship as an extra player, but then that starts to limit the player count that you can have. Yeah. Well, because 312 did do it the other night to where they have, they fly in formation. <laughs> and, you know, it's are your dials set? I don't have a dial. My opponents, or my player is setting my dial for me. I'm just yeah. flying with them and I choose to shoot. That's about it. Yeah, even there, there has been talk about having a wingman for your own ship so that they just fly together. Um, look, having said no, one of the beauties of HOTAC that I've always liked, um, house rules. If you want to house rule something like that in, feel free. Yep. It's just a question of like it. Are you going to develop into that and stuff like that? I mean, if the answer is no, then yeah, then do it on your own accord. And there's no yeah. reason why you can't develop it on your own. Um, yeah, I don't expect anybody to stick slavishly to uh, to what's in the update. Yeah. Um, next question, which I think this is already in there, but I didn't notice it, but that's okay. Um, from Display Zero, will there be in or where they'll yeah. Excuse me, everyone. Will there be updates to the game to include new obstacles? Will certain devices be banned? New obstacles. Okay. <laughs> um, other than gas clouds, um, everything is pretty much covered already. Yep. Um, plus, we have ion clouds and ion storms. That, yes. If you want to... If you want to apply the gas cloud rules to ion clouds, that works okay. Ion storms, obviously, they're different. Um, yep. The beauty of HOTAC, it's so flexible. You could take any of the terrain from the core X-Wing rules, throw it on the table, and it will work. Oh, okay. Uh, like... Well, that's the other thing. Would you say that the AI would be any different with gas clouds compared to asteroids or debris? Not really, no. 
No, I, I would say that they would still ignore gas clouds the way they ignore ion clouds. Oh, um, okay. If you look at, if you look at, I base that on the fact that if you look at the majority of players, they will not travel around a gas cloud. They'll just go straight through it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, do they ever? Oh yeah. Especially swarms. Uh, gas clouds are a very interesting thing because. They will literally just look at it and go, no, I'm going right through it. I don't care if I get the strain because I can still do my afterburners. I can still spend a force to do a booster barrel roll. I get, exactly. I get all the things. I don't care. Oh, gas clouds. I love you. Adorable. Um, let's see. What was the next question? I think this was... Okay, from BC Bear. We'll kind of answer this one, but... Does Hotak plan on making a non-Rebels campaign? And if so, are there any plans to differentiate mission types with things like ground assault style missions with stand-ins for planetary or stationary emplacements? Wow. That was I know. A, that was a big question. That's a mouthful. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's no... Campaigns for, <laughs> campaigns for other factions. Um, flight Group Alpha. Yep, Absolutely, that is... if you want an empire-driven campaign. Um, for the moment, I'm planning on sticking with Rebels rather than trying to, to make it too broad in the peel, um, which, again, doesn't stop anybody else creating missions and campaign arcs of their own. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. No worries. Uh, we'll as, as I said... Um, <laughs> You know, in atmosphere missions, ground support, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they're all definitely on the agenda. Yes. Oh man, that's going to be so exciting. Mm. Well, so, on, on the subject of missions, if if people are creating great story arcs and things like that, um, I would be more than happy to see them incorporated into the campaign book. I, yeah. I would love to have a campaign book that had sections for rebels scum first order it you know just adds more to the game yeah well they all used to be together so back in the day you could like get poe dameron in heroes of the Aturi cluster but now they're all seven factions so it's it's interesting because people now want well no i don't want poe dameron with luke skywalker i want poe dameron to have his own thing and it's like Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get to work as soon as possible. Um, well, but... it almost seems that Hotek can go the way of D and D, where anybody can write a good story, anybody can write a good campaign, and as long as you follow the general rules of Hotek, sky's the limit, baby. Go for it. Write it up play it up and and have a good time is is that is that a a fair assumption sean absolutely look one, one of the driving factors behind the way i did the update um was the fact that everybody was familiar yep. with 0 0.7 there was a hell of a lot of fan-made stuff for 0 0.7 um i wanted to update it to 2.0 and i called it 2.07 as a tribute to 0.7 um 
I wanted something that people could hit the ground running with. Yeah. But because there is such a wealth of material out there for first edition, if there was stuff there that people really liked, it would be much easier to convert if it was all kept on the same framework. Yeah. Um, and then to answer your question, Chuck, uh, there is a scum campaign, but, uh, and forgive me people who play the scum campaign, I, I've seen it before, I don't know exactly where it is, I've seen it posted in certain areas, it's, it's kind of like in the dust, um, but it does exist if you search for it, and you can even create your own, because there already is AI for every ship in the game, so if you did want to all of a sudden run through the Heroes of the Atori campaign, and you said, I want to do First Order and Resistance. Go right ahead. Substitute those ships yeah. in and out. You might have a scaling issue, um, but it's available. But and, go ahead. and if you do have a scaling issue, let us know so we can... <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sean can run through it ten more times with the First Order and Resistance. Yeah, why not? <laughs> ah, can why you not? get up and talk amongst yourselves for 60 seconds? I will be right back. No, take your time. Sure. Because... Um, so there is their own little scum campaign that you can look for. I don't know if it's also up to second edition, but again, you can you you can reference the Hotak book and use that as a scaling method. So instead of you know your Tie Fighters, those are Z95s, and if it's an interceptor, it's an X-wing. Just substitute them out, um, and you can have those missions. Because what this game basically, Flight Group Alpha, which is the Imperial version strived exactly from the tie fighter video game so those campaigns are mixed into that um and that's generally where it strives from i'm excited to get into flight proof alpha because it is completely different from hotak in the sense of you don't just gain experience and buy stuff you actually get promoted to different levels depending on how you do in specific missions and stuff like that um but i do want to do a scum run through as well because when you play x-wing the computer game because it was x-wing versus tie fighter there were times to where scum would just show up with like four y-wings and they were trying to steal your cargo bay or cargo you know ship and you just had to blow them up you either had a y-wing x-wing or a-wing b-wing whatever the heck it was so like all those things are in existence it's just some legwork might have to be used for the time being uh yeah i know you would love to fly mucks in hotak on is that he's the one that makes everyone initiative zero because he wouldn't really do much against initiative one tie fighters but whatever <laughs> um, yeah, but, it, but if you don't see it out there write it do it yeah and then message someone from flight group alpha if you play that or hotak and they'll see if they can incorporate no. that or they'll give you at least feedback on it um because i mean that's another question for sean once he uh once we get through all these questions because again thank you everyone for submitting your questions um because there are a lot of people out there that ask questions every single day on how to play the game and how to get better and how to figure out what it meant at this point or what should i do in this mission at this point because i'm not sure to understand and, and sean just gets right back immediately um yeah are you ready sean i'm ready <laughs> uh <laughs> This is a nice one. I like this one. Uh, what are your favorite pilot abilities or talent combinations? Well, you've got to say wedge. 
Mm. Because, well, switch. Yes. Without maneuver. That's so wholesome. There you go, Chuck. <laughs> That's literally what he has in his. <laughs> oh. Well, it, it, there's a lot of good ones. I, I love chucking a uh, dorsal turret on a on a Y wing and then yep. giving it a veteran gunner. Double tap. Um, proton bombs on Y wings. Um, I, I've played so many different combinations of pilot. Um, Pilot upgrades ships. Um, it's really hard to pick a stand out. Yeah. Um, I, I would. Uh, I would really love to um, use one of my favorite pilots is Lo Asty. Oh, Lo, yeah. It's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then that, it's... that that white T roll is just vicious. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, stacking stuff like outmaneuver, predator, marksmanship, things like that. Um, a lot of the support ships you can you can build a hawk that that is just absolute shenanigans. But there's there's so many different ways to do it. I was gonna say I per, like I've seen other people play Hotag. I the hawk does not usually make an appearance. <laughs> And I don't yeah, know yeah. why it's such a good ship to have. Gentlemen, I'm uh, having an issue that I have to take care of. No problem. So I'm, I'm going to bow out of here, okay? Have fun. Yeah, family first, Robert. Yeah, thanks <laughs> exactly. so much. Don't worry, we got the chat here. Chat is going to we'll, continue. We'll, we'll chat it another time, okay? We will do this again, my friend. Absolutely. All right. Come back if you, Come back if you can. <laughs> ah! Oh, what happened? Oh, it's because this moved. Here, we're gonna move. Hold on, people. Because now Sean's over with me. He can't. <laughs> there we I go. Say, I can see. I, I, I can't see your uh, your little window anymore. I know, it's all gone crazy because Padre ducked out. He should have just kept it on mute. But whatever, we can keep going with questions. Um, So, that was weird. For, like, yeah, wedging out maneuver. Absolutely. Yeah. Reducing an X-Wing to absolutely nothing is hilarious. It's, it is something that is, it's a sight to see because TIE fighters either die immediately or live to live forever. It, always. I don't, you know, it's just one of those hokey things. And all of a sudden you can't kill this one little TIE fighter that's on the board. And oh, here comes your initiative six ship just wipes it out. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. I, like I can't. Which was free to take multiple locks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's exactly what my group did. They took a bunch of R3s with Dutch's ability. Um, there's a ton of other stuff out there as well. So, like, where you just basically spam everything together. It's in it's incredible how many combinations you can get off with it. Um, and that's the thing, like, the, one of the other questions, like, how do you feel about people who add house rules to HOTAC? Go for it. And, well, it's like, because that's the, the, the increase to the question is, so when people break the game, are you happy with that? Or does that, like, you're like, screw him, I'll make it to where they never can break it again. And, like, that's it. Oh, look, it, I'm happy when people break the game. 
um, because that how that is how the game is going to improve. It, and it depends on on what the break is. Um, just as an aside, too, mate, I've just been told we're zoomed very far onto my shirt. <laughs> On, on Twitch. No, we're good. You're um, good. We're up to date. <laughs> You're now yeah. in the box. Okay. Um, it depends on what you mean by breaking the game. Um, well, the game is meant <laughs> to be broken. Um, <laughs> you know, wedge out, maneuver, all that sort of stuff. Um, finding holes. I'm glad when people find them because then we can fix them. One of the things that, that I have tried very hard to do since I released the update was where there were gray areas in the rules, make a definitive ruling. Yes. Um, like, you know, what does the AI do? Good one came up the other day. Time Bomber has a lock. Its locked target is at range four, but I now have a target at range three. What does the bomber do? It'll switch targets. That's kind of a gray area. Things like, can I have a wingman? That's not a gray area. Um, so if you want to go ahead and do it, great. House rule, but stuff that can be, for lack of a better way to put it, officially ruled. It would be so much, it's going to be so much easier if everybody is playing from the base set of rules the same. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than one group going, oh, no, the bomber keeps its lock, and another group going, oh, no, the bomber, you know, swaps locks. That That's a rules question. Um, things like, can I have a wingman? Yeah. Well, that's the, a more general thing the question and, and to taste. The question that came up was homing missiles, which was asked a long time ago. Yeah. But it comes up. It's like so if you if you have homing missiles and you've locked an AI, does it take the damage or does it allow you to attack it? And it's oh, okay, well, it takes the damage unless it has one hull left, and then in that case it takes the shot instead. It's always yeah. gonna take that one to which is an excellent question because now it's well subjective. I'm at range three through a rock. Do I take the shot? I have focus of eight. I should dodge it easily. Why would I take one damage? But no, the AI is just going to take the one because that's the safer guarantee, basically. Yeah. How um, many ships have we seen at range three through a rock with a focus token? Blank <laughs> out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too many times. I'm looking at you, Nobby, in case you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's. So way too many times have I seen that to where I'm like, I've got four green dice, focus evade. I'm not going to get hurt at all. And then you roll the four blanks. And <laughs> yep. Oh, it's such a pain in the butt, this game sometimes. It happens. Yep. Um, but that's the other thing. Like, with my local group, it was they were taking abilities like they should. So they take Jake's ability, Sabine's ability. And then I point, I was like, oh, by the way, there's like this other thing out there to where you can grab alternate abilities. They're just named differently. And so they, of course, two people have Sabine's ability, even though they're two different cards. Two people have, um, what's it, Jake's ability. So everyone's barrel rolling before they move. They get a focus. They boost. They give a focus. And then they clear their stress. That would be the um, the ultimate pilot abilities that Dovey Anderson came up with. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that, that's a great set. Recommend so everybody have a look at it. 
Oh, absolutely. But then I'm playing the DM this time around. I'm like, should I let them do that? Or should I keep them from having fun? And, you know, we're having fun. Everyone's having an absolute blast with being able to do all the things so far. And everyone's like, oh, Cassian, no, let me take your stress real quick. <laughs> oh, look, it, 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 just like being a DM in, in D&D, yeah. it's all about the players having fun. And if, if go ahead, let them do their shenanigans. If you find things are going a little bit too easy, just like in D&D, there's absolutely nothing that says you can't throw two more orcs on the board. Yeah. You can't all of a sudden, oh, that wave's supposed to show up turn four. Guess what? It's showing up at turn two. <laughs> you can always make it. And that's it. You can always make it harder, too, because somebody asked me, well, another good question. What happens if I want to upgrade to a Falcon or a K-Wing or an ARC-170? Because, you know, those aren't really out there, but they are. And how do I scale it appropriately to my gameplay? Yeah, okay, look, I haven't really gone down that path yet of ships that were outside the original edition. Mm -hmm. um, I would say large and medium-based ships definitely have to count as two players. Uh, for, for reinforcements. Oh, yes. Unfortunately, one thing that the AI doesn't do very well is handle medium and large base ships. Yes. Um, anybody who's played any of the missions with the Falcon in it will know that <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very easy to upset the AI. Yes. Uh, yeah. It is something that I do have on my to-do list is to expand the list of ships. Mm -hmm. I was happy to leave it as it is because it's very thematic just after... I think it's set not long after the Battle of Yavin. Yes. So I'm kind of happy to keep it in that range at the moment. Yep. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. You can always go back uh, before Yavin and extend the missions there. You can always go into the future a little bit after... Um, even that, like, you know, there's basically I'm stuttering because there are so many different parts of Star Wars now because there's so many different cartoons out there that are diff just random characters in different parts of the, the world. There's video games, there's books, and so, like, it's not easy to dive into any of them, but it's so possible. It, the possibility is almost endless. Spoiler alert, most yeah. campaign... Yep, ghost campaign. Yeah, even then, where you? Oh, geez. Now, see, now my brain's spinning because be like, do you get a ghost and you just every like you you just get the ghost the whole game and you upgrade it and build up that experience? And <laughs> I was actually thinking more along the lines of it's going to be more a role play campaign arc than it is a pure X wing campaign arc. Oh, that's amazing! I'm excited for that. Ooh. Ooh, I'll be contacting you after the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, will need some changes because, again, the ghost is huge. not a small base ship. Oh, that thing is nigh unkillable. And that's the thing. Immediately, my brain goes, oh, okay, so if I take uh, the that, that pilot that just came out, you know, um, not Krennic, the other guy, freaking, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to look it up. That's going to bother me. The guy that was, he was the double agent from... from oh, Callus. Thank you, Callus. Yeah. 
Callus, throw Callus's ability on there with Hera, and like, oh, you could throw so many different things on there to make that thing like double reinforced and all that. Um, but I so next part because we now have where is it? We have epic battles. We have huge ships now in second edition. It, this is from Biff. If epic battles rules and huge ships mechanics were available when Hotak second edition was being crafted, would you have leveraged anything? from those into second ed hotak examples like we already went over wing leaders but um any of the objectives or the hard points or other upgrades for use with station emplacements it would have changed some of my thinking if those expansions had been available at the time yep. um looking at them now it's more a case of here come some optional rules which yeah. will happen I'm, I'm very keen to keep the base hotak as vanilla as possible having said that the optional rules document is going to grow a little bit yeah. and will include stuff that maybe deviates from from what the original was. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to see missions that have got epic ships in it. Like even its own epic campaign, like FFG used to put out in first edition to where you get one ship, it slowly builds up upgrades throughout the campaign. And depending how you end up winning or losing, it sends you on a different path. There was like three paths that you could end up on. Um, yeah. I have actually looked through all the original missions Yep. And again, spoiler alert, you may see them reappear in a slightly different form. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, like, other than that, a few more questions. Make sure here. So I want to make sure everyone has been paid attention to when it comes to posting here. Um, yep, the testers incorporating epic play. Yep, or all that. Yeah, they're not going to that now with the two version. Oh, okay. Yeah, new story arcs and campaigns. Um, we did cover that. Is there any plan to compile a repository or modular rule sets? Most popular house rules. So if all of a sudden something becomes more popular than what was originally put, are you just going to be like, nah, swap, done? It will go into the optional rules document, stuff yep. like that. Um, again, I want to try and keep the rules as original as possible. Um, if people are using house rules and they think that they're better than what is currently in place, by all means, post them up on the Facebook page. Tag me in it. I'm more than happy to take a look at them and potentially put them in the optional rules doc. Um, the optional rules document is probably not really well named it probably shouldn't be called optional rules it should be called suggested changes or something like that alternative play um, formats <laughs> you know it's it was kind of always and still is important to me to to keep josh's original vision and concept mm -hmm. i i didn't want to create a whole new game 
Yeah. Um, and so certainly no no offence intended to the guys who are working on it because they put a lot of work into it and no they re- they did a lot of work on it and oh, yeah. did a good job. But the old playtest two point um, it was kind of hotech, but it took a big deviation from what the original had been. Yeah. And I was always keen for it to stay as original as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like people like familiarity. It's a good thing to keep, but you also want to expand because a lot of the upgrades mm. that are you know attached to some of the AIs don't exist anymore. Um, certain ships definitely got weaker. Other ones got tougher at the same time. Like when defenders come in, my team really does crap their pants because like, oh Jesus. Because it takes a long time to get those things down. They were hard in oh, first yeah. edition, but yet now they're like double tough because they're more health and they still get that beautiful focus and evade every time. Mm. Oh, man. Um, yeah. No one ever said life was easy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, my next question, this is actually from me. Um, sorry if I'm scratching. I'm covered in poison ivy from head to toe. It's driving me nuts. Oh, uh, yeah, that's just me. It's the summer. Um... So, I actually reached out to Josh, because I wanted to ask, I was like, have you spoken to Sean? What do you think of his progress? Um, basically, does he have your blessing? <laughs> so, <laughs> or does, do you have his blessing, rather? Um, so he said, yep, I definitely reached out to Sean. Um, let me pull it up exactly. I did already have it here, I swear. It's me and him, then all of a sudden getting got talking. Um, he goes... Uh, but the 2.0 conversion has been all him. Uh, while I would love to put in the development or more Hotech stuff, the truth is I work full-time as a game developer now and don't have time to play X-Wing much more. And plus he has Star Trek Alliance coming out with the Wiz Kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, has have you been able to pick his brain or was he like, dude, thank you so much for picking this up. Just go with it and have fun. Um, this is going to sound really really strange but i've had very very little um communication with josh um he did at one stage say early on in the piece after it was released that he was looking forward to playing it yep um he's much to my relief never said what the hell are you doing get your hands off it (laughs) (laughs) um and, and he's always been encouraging um and again look testament to how well he created the first edition is there were really no gray areas where i thought holy shit what was he thinking (laughs) it it was always clear what josh's intention was so there was no need to sorry to disturb you oh great one but i have a question sort of thing yeah um you know, look, I think the fact that he hasn't told me to get my hands off it, I'll take as a pseudo-blessing. Yep. Um, and to be honest, the, the support that it's had from the community in general, um, I'll take as a pseudo-blessing. Yeah, well, a lot of positive feedback. Because yeah. <laughs> as soon as, you know, second edition comes out, everyone's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And, of course, Hotak was like, are people converting it? What's happening? You know, mm. and... You know, nobody was hearing from anybody. There was very little content being 
put out at the time. Like, I know Scott, he put out a playtest thing. He goes, here, here's a playtest. Give me some feedback of something. Um, other people have put out, like, full versions of this Hotak, but it's not really that familiar. It's different structure. Not that it's worse or better. It's just, uh, it's unfamiliar territory. And then you just immediately, like, it was like a loose football. You're like, meh, let me run this into the end zone real quick. <laughs> and it's... No one's really, uh, you know, said anything on the contrary to it. And I think the feedback has been absolutely great. Um, and everyone's been enjoying it immensely. Uh, I know I have. I think I've played through this now. This is my fourth time playing through it. And it's getting yeah, look, better. I've been really pleased with, with, the, with the feedback and the way everybody has picked it up. Um, it, it's been fantastic. And look... People just jumping on board to to help with it, like Bill Waller and Justin Gann with the layouts and the AI cards, oh, um, without being asked. They, you know, hey dude, I can I can do this for you if you like. And I was like, great, <laughs> um, sure, I'll been, take it. Been really good. One of the things that, as I said earlier, one of the things I wanted was to try and keep that original framework intact. Yep, but. I knew right from the start that if I was going to take this on, then I had to be responsive to questions. Um, and thing, you know, things would need to be done fairly quickly as they came up, uh, which I think has added to the appeal of it. Yep. People can see, oh, hang on, if I've got a question, wow, you know, it, it's going to get answered quickly. So I've, I've tried to stay on top of that stuff. Oh yeah, because um, I've, I've listen to people's feedback and when necessary make the changes. So it's it's kind of yeah, I did most of the work, but there's been a lot of feedback. So other people have been there behind the scenes. Oh god, yes. Because even that the other night I had a question. I was like, what do with ion clouds? Are they obstacles or are they not? And you're like. Mm -hmm they're not and i was like yeah because it doesn't say that they are and it says not the ai ignores them as such um and then what was the other question i had like in the middle of it oh we talk way too much that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like you you immediately have these things in the middle of a game and you're like uh how should we treat this i don't know this is a very interesting question <laughs> And it was something yeah. to do with a pilot's ability and how the AI should use it or something to that effect. But mm -hmm. I, you immediately answered the question because <laughs> I think you're... Oh, that's I like, just... yeah, one of, one of the AI abilities kind of nullified, was nullified oh. by the one after it. That's, yes, it was... When, when you look at them, they kind of more or less work in conjunction that's what it was dark curse which was you aren't allowed to the opponent isn't allowed to re-roll their dice or spend focus tokens to modify their dice that's right and then the other one was when you're being shot you may re-roll one of your opponent's die or your opponent has to re-roll one of their hits or crits and it was like yeah. Uh, <laughs> and of course, I'm the DM, and there's four or five of them, and they're like, no, see, that's the rules, you can't do it, you're not re-rolling anything. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> do you know I'm the DM, I can just literally do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we ruled it as it nullifies itself, though, but then you're like, no, it works. It, it, it does work. Just in case anybody's wondering why it does work, that re-roll is actually taking a hit, or 
the chance of taking a hit off. And even if it just turns it into a focus, you can't change it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, it, Wolfhead, yeah. Is there a ruling on seismic bombs can destroy ion clouds or storms? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, okay, no to both. <laughs> um, no, there is no ruling, but uh, yeah, I will make one. Yeah. Ion clouds and ion storms, no, cannot be destroyed by seismic charges. And, and, see, with second edition, have you ran into any of those like Pandora's box where rules just don't work? And you're like, nope, that's gone. <laughs> um, no. Really? I, enough, I haven't. I oh, haven't man. hit anything where I've had to just go, no. Because <laughs> um, with second edition, like there, it's rules lowering, lowering, but not really because it's obstacles are this, bombs are this, uh, mines are this, and it's like, well, we have ion storms. It's like, well, it never says they're an obstacle, so a seismic can't destroy an ops or a non-obstacle. It's like, yeah. well, do seismics work against emplacements? No, they're not obstacles. You you don't crash into them and stuff like that. So it's, no, but if you destroy the asteroid that it's parked on... Yes, it is. <laughs> unless it has a sensor beacon on it, in which case you're kind of crazy setting off loud bangy stuff right beside sensor beacons. Yep. Oh, that's another question. Like, with the... Uh, what's that new bomb? The, the one that can, like, just unleash on holy hell on everything. The It's like the ion something. Let me look it up. Because there's way too many in this game now. The electric proton bomb. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so, as me, as a DM, I would allow one person to buy one, and no one else can have one, and after you spend it, you have to buy another. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Leonard. <laughs> I would make that bomb so... It hasn't, it hasn't come up yet, but it is one that I probably should specifically go and have a look at. <laughs> exactly. But I, I would love to test that bomb out on multiple bombers just to see how bad it interferes with the game because the, the last match that we did, they all huddled together. They waited for all of the interceptors to come right in the middle and the, the Y-Wing just went, thanks, and then left. And all of them scattered and hit every yeah. single one of the interceptors in one fell swoop. I'm like, that's just not fair. I can't help my AI. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if it can be broken, they will find a way to break it. Oh, yes, they do. It is... <laughs> oh, thanks for the follow, man. Wait, you weren't following me before, freaking Chuck? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's on my stream every t twice a month. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Break it as much as you want. Do whatever you want with it. it oh, it's such an amazing game. Um, Anything that, get, that you find that is legitimately broken, honestly, put it on the Facebook page, <laughs> tag me in it. <laughs> there is going to be some stuff where I'm just going to go, huh, player shenanigans. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and there will be stuff where I'll genuinely go, uh, no, that's just broke. <laughs> and try and fix it. But that's... I'm always going to encourage player shenanigans because it, to me, that's what Hotech is all about. Yeah, well, that's it. So I'm going to get into it. I'll get into it later. We got to take a break. We've been going for a straight hour and a half, 
and we've been picking Sean's brain. We're going to take, uh, I don't know, a three to five minute intermission real quick. Um, and then I'm going to bring or send a link out to some people who have played Hotak. Um, you guys can come in and pick Sean's brain or just, you know, doll over or not doll over him, mull over him for, you know, the next hour or two and let him know what you think of it. And yeah, other than that. Any other comments or quotes before we take a quick break? I don't think I've got anything else. Um, says me quickly scanning through the list of. Yeah, I know the quick that... questions that we were having. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! No, I think we covered everything that I, I had already seen. Yep. All right, everyone. Wait, will... thing, oh, one good. thing I will say, just to quickly go back to Solo. You have a look on the Hotak Facebook page, and there, I think it did appear on a couple of other pages. Um, Peter, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, Dubschlein has written an article comparing Hotak's AI to Solo. Yep. It is well worth a read. Yes. He definitely goes into depth about how it works to difference. A lot of what he said is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was talking to Padre, I said, he goes, this AI is terrible. I'm like, it's great if you play the solo play scenario because it will appear randomly and it won't be to where you're just going after two ships. No, all of a sudden three ships will be on the board and they'll do, one of them will eventually do the right maneuver. And it mm. won't be the one that you're targeting. It will then shoot at your back, and it will stay behind your back. It doesn't have to do the K turn, and that's yeah. what you're, it's. It is a dogfight where you're one pilot versus many, and you can just you can keep adding and compiling to that to where you can have someone play with you, but you got to keep adding more and more ships and stuff like that. Um, there are some interesting things in there, and and one that I may look at actually stealing for for um for some future scenarios i know is it clearing off a hyperspace marker yeah i think that's absolutely something that ffg has never really gotten into until uh the aces high thing came out yeah and it's like that's brilliant and i threw mine away because there was no scenario with hyperspace tokens in them what are these for and then i threw them away <laughs> yeah so there's something I didn't answer before is um, some of the some of the concepts that came out with um, with the huge ships and epic rules, some of the scenarios and um, from was it into Don't Tell Me the Odds or in fully loaded I don't the, know, I um, environment cards. Uh, let's see, environment cards came in the fully loaded. Yeah. I would love to incorporate some of them into scenarios. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a scenario where it starts with six asteroids kind of more or less at one end of the board and at the end of every turn, they move two or three straight further up the board. Yeah. We were talking about that as well. Things like that. It, just to Just to throw more stuff in the mix 
And there is so much pushback on that from people who just like the 206 format. Mm. It's like, shake it up a little. You don't always have to play the same thing. And I can say, playing other formats does not mess with your 206. You can no. jump right back into it, and you're not going to have those. It's not going to be like, why can't I barrel roll and boost and take a target lock and focus and then take away my stress all in one turn like I can in Hotak? I screwed up. It's like, no, you're going to read the cards. You're going to play your list. It's going to work just yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, which actually just made me think of a question that was asked. Ooh, okay. Which, uh, we missed. Um, does Will Hotak look at using the quick build card similar to uh, FGA? Yes. And the answer, unfortunately, is no. <laughs> I didn't look at going down that path. Um, FGA and Hotak, although they have the same parent, mm-hmm. um, they're siblings, but they're not twins. Um, the quick build cards work really well in FGA because they base a lot of their stuff off threat level, whereas Hotak is based off pilot initiative. Yep. And that's where they do start to diverge. I did look at it, but it was going to be a lot of work, and it actually started to deviate too far away from what Hotak was. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, bring in some other guests, and, yeah, go get your bathroom break on or go get another beer. You think you know everything there is to know about the X-Wing game and you like to share your overwhelming and impressive knowledge with everyone around you. A good listen of the X-Wing Loremaster Quiz is what you need to get your reality check. Hosted by the Condor of all Condors. I am your show host, Bruno Lavigar. Assisted by his benevolent senior intern judge, Peter. This is where you would normally find Peter's extensive and exhaustive rant about Bruno's mediocre hosting skills and this pathetic excuse for a podcast. But I took over. You'll thank me later. The X-Wing Loremaster Quiz will drive in your thick skull that you don't know shit and don't have what it takes to be the Alpha X-Wing Intergalactic Loremaster 2000 until defeated. Okay, thank you everyone for that quick break. That was amazing. <laughs> I was able to I was able to stretch. Sean was able to go what was that what is that thing called? Cherry rye. Cherry rye. I love it when the community gets together at different events and everyone like brings their own food. Mm. <laughs> and everyone just shares it. And <laughs> Everyone brings their own beer. Everyone brings every part of their culture and shares it, which is, I think, the best part about X-Wing. Meeting so many different new people. It's absolutely amazing. Store uh, championships at, at Riz Vegas Comics, which is home of the Fearless Gundarks. Yes. Um, store championships, which run once a month. Pizza for lunch. Yep. That's included in your entry fee. Thank you. <laughs> You would think that that would be standard nowadays with the way that the community has morphed into like game tabletop games are acceptable. You know, nerds are cool (laughs) and more and more women are starting to get into tabletop gaming as well. It's, it's freaking awesome because they bring a whole new light and it's, it's like when Padre runs a tournament, it's like you pay $35, but your food is taken care of. Certain types of drinks are taken care of, not alcoholic ones, but 
then on top of that you're getting just rush with prizes and you're going to be here the whole day and you're going to have a great old time and sorry my daughters my daughter i love it said... though <laughs> question from Brittany: they yeah. don't have cherry ripes in america no they don't i'm sure actually no, now i want to look it up cherry right is it what it's called cherry rye rye r-y-e r-i-p-e ripe oh uh america let's see <laughs> 23 australian foods that americans will never get to enjoy <laughs> and that would be one of them yep cherry ripes are not on the menu that sucks oh well what's the other thing that uh somebody brought over and d Yoon, i think had some it was like the the crisps or wisps or something They're like a weird cracker Oh, could be, could be anything. We've got a lot of weird cracker-type stuff here. <laughs> and so they brought it over and he chewed it. He's like, this has no flavor whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that tends to be a highlight of, cr of crackers. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's, meanwhile, it's like, oh, let's go get some food. Where's with, Oh, let's go to a burger joint. And they go to a burger joint, and the burger is, like, absolutely massive and covered in six different ingredients. And they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this isn't a burger. This is half a cow. With the salad on really top of it. To get a decent burger here, you have to go somewhere like Five Burrows Burgers. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's... People don't think it's like, you guys are a continent, but you're also technically an island. Everything's an island, yeah. if you think about it. But like, is cows, like, a major import for you guys? <laughs> or do you guys uh, have no, a lot of farms? We have a lot of cows here. But so, we... I, we do, but we don't, because we also import a lot of beef as well. <laughs> we export a lot of beef. Yeah, that's, oh, geez. So, like, that's the other thing is, like, we incorporate so many different um, cultures into our, into the States, but then we completely butcher it. Like, Chinese food isn't Chinese food in America. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... It's really interesting in Australia. One, one of the beauties of being so multicultural is the dining. We, we've got a, a very small shopping centre just near here. Yeah. I have a choice of Mexican, Italian, American burgers. Yep. Um, two Italian, actually. Pizza. <laughs> uh, Vietnamese. And that's just in one small centre. Oh, yeah. It's oh, it's overwhelming. It's <laughs> I don't need that many choices. <laughs> that is the tough part. What the hell am I gonna have tonight? That yeah, and especially with my wife, it's incredible because she can only eat certain things because it upsets her stomach if it has too much oil or garlic or whatever. So like that's half of Italian, half of the Chinese is gone. She likes Mexican because mm. they don't really use that stuff in abundance like other cultures do. So. Yeah, guacamole with a little bit of garlic. That doesn't bother her, but <laughs> makes it interesting to cook. Yeah, well, the, the Mexican restaurant around the corner is next on my list of ones to try. Oh, yeah. Well, what's it called? Uh, Cantina. Mission Cantina? No, it's okay. Cantina. Like, we have a Mission Cantina right near us, and the food is out of this world. It's like, mm. it is Mexican food. It's absolutely phenomenal. Oh, the way they prepare. And that's the other thing. With COVID happening, half the stuff is, like, out for delivery, or it's out for pickup. But yeah, hours have drastically changed. So 
You Google it, it'll say it's open at noon. You go to their Facebook page, it says it's open by two. And then you call them and they said, we're not open till four. <laughs> yeah, we've had we've had the same problems here. We've only recently had the restrictions eased. Oh yeah, we we're slowly reopening the economy, even though our numbers are still steady. Yeah, we've we've been really lucky here in Queensland. We had our first positive case for about three weeks. Jeez. The other day, and it turned out to be somebody who'd flown in from interstate. Yep. Uh, well, that's the thing. We shipped something out to Fly Casual months ago. They have still yet to get it because they're not accepting anything from America, that's for certain. <laughs> I've ordered a couple bits and pieces from overseas, and like a month later, I'm still waiting. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's absolutely... Me even shipping to Padre, who's like, you know, 800 miles away, it takes mm. like four or five days to get there. Um, yeah. Because the mail systems are so overburdened and their staff is so limited. Yeah. Jesus. Um, somebody may have joined us. Oh, Charles. Oh, he's muted though. Mm. Charles, unmute yourself. Eh, Don't okay. be shy. I know. He'll get, he'll get to us eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's the other thing. Everyone has been working, we're living from home. I've never seen so much development happening. Um, since COVID happened, how much work have you been getting done with HOTAC? Well, a hell of a lot. I, 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 I actually work in supermarkets. Mm. So I've still had a good, steady job to go to. It's one of those things. I'm grateful that I still have work to go to, but I'm terrified of going there because... Well, yeah. Tell um, me about it. But it's been kind of go to work, come home, go to work, come home. And as I said earlier, <laughs> this whole lockdown thing is probably one of the best things that could have happened to, to HOTAC and to X-Wing in general. Yeah. Um, Charles says I don't have rights to unmute. What? Oh, you're going to unmute Charles? <laughs> What you, no, you're not muted. No, no, Charles said he doesn't have rights to unmute. What? That's not true. I can't even unmute him. Microphone, no, no, no. oh, microphone access denied. Oh, yeah, Chuck, what you gotta do, um, <laughs> if you're in Internet Explorer or Mozilla or Chrome, you'll see a pop-up appear and it will say allow when you open up your, uh, open up the link. It's, I hate it. Because even when you tell it to remember and accept, it'll then still lock you the next time that you use it. So if you're using Chrome, you even have to go in and delete the settings in order for it to pop up and allow you in order to do it. So switch to either Internet Explorer or Mozilla if you got it. Um, yeah, okay, give me a minute. Perfect. All right, that's Chuck, one of my players that plays. Um, and that's... Oh, now, now we can get into Stigma. Um, have you... Uh, see, you speak with a lot of people who actually like scenarios and stuff, but I mean, I, I've talked to a player and I, because we were, there was five of us playing Hotak and I went over, he's sitting there doing nothing. He's watching people play. I said, dude, dude, you can come over, play with Hotak and then you can just fly off the board if you want. You don't have to stay and play. He goes, fuck no. 
<laughs> so I don't like I, so far people have said no I think there's like some secret like underground mob situation going on to where like people who like to play scenarios Hotak um, the you know the scenarios that FFG puts out and, and even Epic mm. ha how have you gotten any bad feedback from people who just do the 206 and they want nothing to do with you I've actually been fairly lucky. I, I can say no. Good um, on you. Some people have said, oh, no, nah, look, not for me. Mm. Um, which, fair enough to each their own, but I've received really no negative feedback. Um, most people have been really supportive. Um, I'm fairly lucky. We've got three, four squads I can think of at, game stores around here everybody who's aware of what i'm doing is, has been really positive um even those who don't have an interest in it it's like dude well done working on the community sort of stuff yeah um well one thing that i that that has really drawn me into x-wing as a whole um is just how welcoming everybody has been I, I got out of competitive gaming way back in 1988 um, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, i'm really dating myself i was actually quite young when it happened um what were you playing uh believe it or not world war ii micro uh, sorry modern micro armor oh okay all right um on 285th scale um yep i had a very bad experience um at a competitive level um yeah that'll happen <laughs> and i oh know it was it, it was it was actually quite nasty um to the point where myself and another guy were um people went and complained to the organizing committee about us oh jeez um because we beat them yeah because See we didn't use the bog standard tactics and approach that everybody else was using and that meant we must be cheating <laughs> and that, that really put me off um oh. so i got right out of competitive gaming um way back then and i swore i would never get back into it but uh, shortly before i left melbourne to move up here um i bit the bullet and it was just a four week um once a week casual tournament and i thought what the hell i'll jump in and i had actually never played face to face prior to that and i think i'd had two games prior to that <laughs> oh -face. that stinks too but Cause... i had been playing a lot of hotak so i wasn't completely on my own and i had been gaming for a while yeah um but just I turned up this guy that nobody knew, and they were just also welcoming. Yes. Um, and and you know took me took me into the group. I was really disappointed I missed the fourth week, but that was the week that I actually came up here to Queensland. Um, yeah. But once I got settled up here, I found the local game shop, and everybody there's just been so welcoming and and supporting and everything. It's been. Being good, I think the X-wing community as a whole yeah. is is pretty damn good. 
compared to a lot of the other gaming communities. God, I've been in, let's see, DBZ, Magic, 40K, Hero Clicks. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, like, there's probably one more that I've been in. I, you know, X Wing, I like, I've never had a better community than that. Even when you run yeah. into the occasional, you want to avoid that person, it, it it still pans out. It's still, you find people that are going to definitely accept you and be welcoming. No matter what, even, like, if you don't play their scenario, they'll still be like, oh, no, like, let's try and figure something out to where we can play. Um, I don't have to do what you do. You don't have to do what I do. But we can figure something out. Let's play that instead. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be X-Wing either. <laughs> oh, look, at the, the Gundarks. Well, not at the moment because of the um, restrictions, but the Gundarks <laughs> are out. We usually go out once a month just to um, to one of the local pinball arcades. Yeah. Go out, have a few beers together, play some pinball. That's fabulous. Oh, I wish, like, arcades were still... There are some around here because I'm not going to lie. I wish I owned, I wish, in, not instead of X-Wing, but kind of, that I was one of a pinball fanatic. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm way too invested in X-Wing. <laughs> I, I have a There was a pinball machine in the 90s called Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Amazing. <laughs> Hi, Chuck. <laughs> I just got in. I missed the last five minutes trying to reset all kinds of accounts and such. Sorry. Oh, I know, right? Uh, my favorite still to this day is um, Elvira. I love oh, that, that pinball. That was really good. Um, uh, which one? The, um, oh, Jesus. Dead Stick or Party Monster? Party Monster. Party Monster. That Ooh. is a great table. Let's party. And the... Thank you, Boris. <laughs> Here's a little bit of trivia for you. Oh, for okay. a little while, towards the end of last year, I was playing competitive pinball. Um, I'm ranked about 700th or thereabouts in Australia, and about 4,500th in the world. And that's actually really good, because wow. pe well, people don't understand. <laughs> like, pinball is a die-hard sport. <laughs> it is a sport. It um, is. I so my experience is anytime you get into anything like that, that you find out there's an entire community that you never knew existed. Oh, right? well, that's the thing. X-Wing is played in convention centers, in stores with huge windows. Pinballs, it's played in back alleys, basements, attics, anywhere they can Anywhere. anywhere. It's huh? actually quite strange here because there's, uh, there's two very, very good um, arcades here. Um, Netherworld. Which oh. is a bar slash arcade and Pinkadia, yep. which again is a big bar slash arcade, and then they they are right out in the open. Yeah, prime locations. It's like, well, it's funny. I was listening to you, Sean, say you know you got into X Wing with you know a request of your family for the core set, and that's <laughs> that's how I got into the game. I'm I'm over fifty and. <laughs> it was a summer vacation, rainy day. My kids and I went to the mall looking for something to play. Saw this fancy plastic spaceship game being played in the back of some game store. Got the game, played over the, the vacation, had a blast. My son is, you know, at the time he was probably 
12 or 13, he grew up and went off and did things and was like, dad, I'm not interested. And I'm like, but, 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 but dad's still interested. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't know if you can see the video truck, but uh, I think I may be a couple of years older than you are. (laughs) (laughs) What? But it's funny. So I, I started playing and I, I just went and I went to a local game store and said, do people play this thing? And then this whole world opened up that I had no idea even existed. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. a gamer. I wasn't a gamer by any stretch and learned of this whole thing out there. And then people like Patrick and folks that we play with now, you know, sucking me into conventions and Gen Con and <laughs> <laughs> sucking you in. Sure. Sucking you in. <laughs> Well, it can't be my fault, Patrick. Come on. <laughs> it's all... Guys, uh, I signed you all up for this. Uh, I paid for the hotel. What, what, how do you guys want to get there? For, what? Who else is coming? <laughs> yeah, who else is coming? That's literally like what happens. <laughs> oh, oh, but so... I was typing it in the chat, and I did want to say, Sean, thanks for all the effort with Hotec, because um, I know Patrick's doing a great job running the game, but we are having a blast, an absolute blast. And uh, even though we're doing it online, uh, I mean, the game is fantastic. And, and Patrick isn't lying that we whine a lot. And we, we, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we challenge everything. But uh, the game has just been a blast for us. So thanks for all the effort. Oh, look, I'm, I'm really pleased that, that uh, people are getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. X-Wing has, uh, has given me a lot. Um, I suffer quite badly from anxiety, um, and I, I will say being part of the X-Wing community has alleviated that hugely. Um, so to, to see anything, uh, my work, giving other people pleasure, oh, I'm just glad I could give something back to the community. Yeah. Well, it is appreciated for sure. Uh, thank you. Well, Chuck is the guy that either says this is ridiculous or it's this is too easy. <laughs> there is no because <laughs> all of a sudden I'll just because I let them converse like what should we do? Let's do it too hard, and I'm just slow, you know, quietly setting up four Tie Fighters over here, setting up two four, <laughs> and all of a sudden Joseph and Chuck, what are you, what is, what are you doing? What is that? Why are you putting hey, wait, ships? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and all of a sudden they just stop all their planning. Like, how many are coming? What, a shuttle? No. And I'm like, yeah, a shuttle. Like, what else, Mike? That's it, I swear. <laughs> but I do have to comment on the, the the proton bombs on the Y-Wing during that last mission. Yeah, that was a little uh, little cheeky on our part. <laughs> yes, there were certainly, Sean, to your point, there were shenanigans. Plenty of shenanigans. Uh, for, what it's, for what it's worth, last time I ran the revenge mission, I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> I love it. That's fucking, a... fucking all the interceptors in towards the middle. And then... Dropped two proton bombs, one on each corner of the square, <laughs> and just had everybody bugger off. <laughs> That's how you have so, to so do you'll it. appreciate it, Sean. So before we got started, uh, we were debating on whether or not to bring the Y-Wing with us, if you will, because we were worried it was going to make the mission too hard, and we debated back and forth, finally selected, yeah, let's bring it, and it was it was without question the hero, without yes. doubt. 
uh, delivered four uh, crits uh, in one turn. armed with proton bombs is, I've found, is probably one of the strongest ships you can take. Um, chuck a skilled bombardier on there. Yep. And Ooh, I think we have later to stages, you can throw a trajectory simulator on it. Yeah. Well, no, you guys have the veteran turret gunner because then it can shoot twice. So good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so double good. tap. Oh, so, so do you know a some knob in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> I do. That would be knobby. <laughs> I think I'm going to invite him in here. <laughs> oh, no, feel free. He, Nobby is another one of the Gundarks. Yep. Uh, Nobby will be playing in the campaign we're hoping to kick off on Thursday. Nobby has been super encouraging about this. Love it. Is it like, I'm going to ask Chuck now, was there reluctance like, in playing it, in, in joining Hotak, or was there no hesitation? Uh, I think originally... If you remember when we were still going to the shop, I was a little hesitant because it was kind of pulling me away from the kind of classic gaming time of 206, mm. as you call it. Yep. Uh, so it was like, do I forego getting some games in to go play this thing that I didn't really quite understand what was going on? But then once I heard Joseph and some of the others speaking about it and how much fun they were having, I was like, I'll give it a try. Sure. <laughs> and then that first that first experience just hooked you, right? First taste. And I love the I love the idea and the concept of, you know, kind of your your pilot evolving and you're getting new stuff. Um, I have died, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, rolling on that chart is very scary. <laughs> oh, I know, so so bad. Um, but the the it's such a it's not even. I mean, it's X-Wing, but it's the cooperative element of it, the thematic element. It just feels like a different game. You know, it's just the for, – so for me, it's it was a little bit of hesitancy at the beginning, more time than the game itself. But now that I'm in, it's – I don't think – I can't think of the last time I played a normal game of X-Wing. <laughs> you know? It's, the con it's converting people. To the to the to the way you got to show them the way. Got to go to the way. Oh man, and but that's the thing. It's for people who are hesitant, and then you go into Hotak and you're like, you know what? I've never flown that ship before. Let's see how I can break it. You break it, and then it opens your eyes up to list combinations that you never thought possible in your regular games. To where it's like, I now see the value of this pilot ability. I never did mm -hmm. before. Now I do. It, you know, you combo it off of other things that you're used to with Hotek because you can stack ten different abilities on top of one another. But then it's like, wow, yeah, I can understand why this is a big problem <laughs> for people. Yeah. So Sean, Sean, some of the things we've figured out as a group is we have the Dutch ability, we've got the Jake ability, and Sabine. So we're maneuverable as all get out passing and throwing target locks and focuses to each other it's it's good fun so double oh, modded yeah. proton torpedoes turns out they're pretty good yeah. oh. <clears throat> you're pretty dangerous my one of the things i am keen to um to start looking at again patrick is uh 
because the progression is so much quicker now, people are racking up tons of tons of uh, excess XP towards the end. Really? Uh, I don't I don't know if you remember when I did it. In fact, it was it was actually back for first edition. Hmm. I had an entire ground crew. Hmm. Where you had the the shield technician. Okay. And uh, for a certain amount of XP per player. Everybody could get a shield upgrade without using a slot. <laughs> but everybody had to buy it at once. Yep. Um, the weapons technician, which back in the old days um, automatically gave everybody the extra munitions card. Yeah. Oh, um, but you had to buy them all together and it didn't take up a slot. Yep. Um, the intelligence officer. I love the, the rebel intelligence officer. If you owned him for a cost of three experience per player, <laughs> you could actually find out what vector random imperial enforcements were coming on a turn before they arrived. Oh, see, there you go. See, Patrick, it, you, I don't see you taking any notes. Easier, I created made them tougher. I created the market. The market doesn't exist to where if you have any sort of droid or upgrade and people want to sell it back to the market because there is a black market in Star Wars, I said, all right, I'll I'll just, you know, hide over here. I'll roll a die. I go, I'll give you two experience for it. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, well, the market, you know, it's a black market. Right now, those things aren't hot right now. You only get two experience for a proton torpedo. <laughs> yeah, that's... That that's interesting, but I want to go back to this uh, munitions and uh, no, uh, no no more no. Everybody gets a shield. <laughs> no, I'm never doing that because <laughs> you guys already have the the shield upgrades, the hull upgrades. I, I don't on have top of everyone upgrades. has proton torpedoes because this is what's supposed to happen. You're you are supposed to die in Hotek, not erase yourself, but your ship is supposed to blow up a lot to where you're supposed to be losing experience. You're supposed to be <laughs> taking negative feedback for your recklessness but no not my group because <laughs> they just all survive they let the y-wing that nobody wants called not dan die because that's mm -hmm. the one they march up the middle and but everyone else no i'm, I'm surviving i'm not and nobody wants to jump to light speed no. i died <laughs> i know i died and i think the last game didn't i end up with one hall or something crazy yeah oh that yeah uh so i'm diving in i'm diving in but you're getting... I'm doing the work. I know, but you're getting very unlucky with the AI selections to where all of a sudden they just ignore everything and go after you. I know. I don't know why that's a, what that's about. But and that's the turn that you're stressed and you don't have a focus. I think that's the GM, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, is, it is actually quite possible to um, to game the system and send, send your sacrificial lamb straight up the middle of the board oh, yeah. to draw everything into the middle while the rest of your heavy hitters come up the outsides. Um, I like to think that people who are playing Hotak are not going to game the system like that. They're, they're actually going to like play in the vein that the game is meant to be played. Yep. I think, I think we're doing that, Patrick. I think we just happen to have a lot of really powerful combos. So with, I mean, our current group, and it, I, again... Every time that I do something with the mission, I immediately go to Sean. I'm like, "They did, what the hell? They did it way too easily. What should we? What should I do?" <laughs> it's, it's, 
<laughs> and so, uh, easy solution. Treat ion storms as if they were obstacles when it comes to rolling for the AI so they swerve away yeah. from it. Instead of them going barreling through it, taking no yeah. actions, because that, that's literally what happened. They all went right through all the ion clouds. They got none of their bonuses that they were supposed to get, and you guys wiped them out. If I would have just made them swerve away from the ion storms, it would have been a completely different game. They would have been, like, because the guy that I think had uh, Arnor Jax's ability? Right. Mm. He never, yeah, he never had mods. Oh, but he was shooting and then barreling out of arcs like no one's business. That was a good AI. He did a lot of damage. Um, the other one that was getting, like, focus evade every turn and just tanking shots was great. But, it, you know, you bombed them and you wore them down. Um, but that's the thing. It, am I supposed to all of a sudden make it harder just so that it looks balanced or let you guys just wreck these things and then next mission figure out what should we do? And I don't think I have to touch a damn thing because that's the the hollow net. And I already... <laughs> oh. I, I had to inform them. I'm like, let me tell you, this the, the graph to where you determine how many ships... Every single spot has a ship. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a tough one. And I was I was telling them what you have to do in order to find the hollow net. It's like a 3% chance that you find it. That's the problem. Um, and then, of course, see, I don't know, Sean, do you watch, like, the 312 squadron on Twitch? No. So they're going through the Hotax right now, and they did what my team did, which was... They scanned three of the hollow nets. They identified the twelve, and then they scanned it again with the um, the splicer, and they found it within oh. the same. I'm like, and I go, do you guys realize the odds of that happening? <laughs> and it was like it was like the third turn, so they just kept mopping up Tie Fighters as they were coming in because they already won the mission. Because what did what did my team do when it came to um, the capture the base? They literally Leroy Jenkins, the Falcon, in, rolled three attack dice and took over the base within the third turn. I'm like, that is not... Do you know the odds of that happening? <laughs> it's not I'm meant like, to be so damned easy! I know! And then all of a sudden, they're like, well, how much experience do we get for taking over the base? I'm like, you gain two experience each for every emplacement not destroyed, which they only destroyed the shield generators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is the only reason they were able to get into the base in the first place because they just went four ships proton torpedoes destroy the shields and they, then they dock the ship the next turn i think it could have to do with just a remarkably talented group of players but, <laughs> uh, oh, you, realize you, you can play that mission you can play any mission mm -hmm. all over again yeah and... i think it would be fun to play that aces mission again with the yep. alternate ion cloud rules oh yeah well, this is the second time that the group will be playing the Holonet mission because I did toss it to them when they failed the mine mission. Yeah. Which, oh, that that mission, I still don't understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's this, a fun mission. This is a, when they drop the bomb, do they drop it out of the back or do you just throw it on the board anywhere near them? That's like. Nah, it's, it's got to be dropped as normal during yep. the system phase. Okay. And it must be. Within the, I'd have to go and have a look at it. I know it's, it's got to be within a certain range of other, of other mines, mines. Yep. but not overlapping. Exactly. I think that's how we did it. So they failed that mission, and then I immediately said, 
oh look another minefield that you guys found like <laughs> in order to progress the game and they came out with a completely different uh you know idea and they actually won that mission and progressed yeah. throughout the series the thing, with, the thing to remember with ion storms too you've got to roll a crit to become ionized yes so in most cases you're gonna go through the ion storm yep. untouched yeah um so it, it can be interesting 100 percent oh i'm trying i'm Good like it, it really is because i everyone just sits on pins and needles while they wait to see if an ai gets ionized and then they just go lazily through it and they get ionized and like are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> but ai's just all day are flying through and not getting ionized but you if you remember patrick one of them when you really need that focus token to take a shot at someone yes that taking away the action thing is a problem too. Such a big problem. And I was gonna say, if you remember, I think it was one of the interceptors did get ionized. Yep. Which which means it's a dead interceptor. <laughs> that was like, and that was it. The one that actually started on the cloud. Like I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I think it would be totally different, obviously, if they yep. had the uh, avoidance built in. I, and that's the. Oh, that's Joseph. Thanks, sir. I'm still in bridal. Oh, Joseph, still in brochure. No worries. <laughs> um, it, that's the great thing, like Sean said. You can run through the mission twice and get completely different outcomes. But even if you notice a pattern of where it's not working or where it's working too well, you can adjust it accordingly. Because right. it, it's in the rules. It's like, if this is too easy, try bumping up a number of players if it's too hard, try lowering the number of players because it is in the exact rules to do that. And I did find that the that mission in particular, the cheekiness of, oh, you're initiative five. Well, then this is initiative six. <laughs> it had that the compounded abilities. It was like that's just so gross. Yeah, and yet, like you have to take them through step. <laughs> that that was that was a deliberate thing. <laughs> of course, it was. However, so Sean, going to be a step ahead of the players. Yep. Sean, so so the one thing I, I will share, um, we were a little upset with you with the version one auto thrusters showing up. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a little cheeky. It's one of the AI's <laughs> abilities. It's auto thrusters. Some of some of the elite pilot abilities also don't exist in uh, in version two. Yep. Um, but. That was so much fun, um, and kind of in a way, some of the elite cards are a little bit of a nod back towards first edition. Um, some of them, like auto thrusters, there was no second edition equivalent for some things. Um, Push the limit showed up. Push the we limit. Wind about that. We wind about that a lot. <laughs> Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there were because in places where there were no equivalents in second edition, or I couldn't find anything that was really going to, you know, replace something. I'm happy to give a nod back to first edition and give some of the elite Imperials. It, it gives them character. It really does. 
Oh, I can't oh, stress no that enough. Because it's great to when these, you know, these people, my players, <laughs> are stacked to the teeth, and then all of a sudden, they're finally presented with an AI that's also stacked to the teeth, and that's when they start to complain, like, that's not fair. It's like, have you looked at your player sheet <laughs> at all? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so Shauna, the only request I have is that if I upgrade to a hawk, you know, if you could make that TLT available again, that would be really great. Never. No. No. In order to fix TLT, you got to make it a bonus attack. So if you attack with it and it hits, you don't get a second attack. That's it. <laughs> if you miss with it, you get a second attack. The TLT was. It pretty much describes everything about 1.0 being broken. Yeah. It's that, it is... that and harpoons. Harpoons was oh. to me the one where they were like, "Yeah, this is busted. We're gonna start working on another one. Just throw this thing out there." And then when everybody complained, they didn't even care because they're like, "Yeah, it's going away." Yeah, well, they already knew 2.0 is in the in the works. And there were still a lot of people that bitched about where's my harpoon missiles in 2.0. Well, Padres. Oh, jeez. Padre still complains about the fact that he has to drop his bombs in one phase instead of being able to, oh, you're right here, let me drop a bomb. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, so, Sean, I heard you make, make mention earlier about things like guidance chips and some of those things that just the auto damage that, you know, these, the 1.0 ships could push through. You know, I oh. used to fly, and Patrick knows this, I used to fly... Bosk with cluster missiles and Dengar and Suckus, oh. and it was just like it was busted, so busted. Was... I'm assuming that was a double tap Dengar too. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the, it, this at least in second edition, it's like if you want, you like that combo, great. You have to fly three ships to get it to work. They all have to be range zero to one of each other, and mm -hmm. everything now has more hull and less shield. Good luck. Instead well, yeah. of. <laughs> and I think the thing that shifts, like, like Bosk's ability hasn't moved. No. Obviously, the cluster missiles and things are very different. But I think that subtle shift in pilot initiative moving to this new kind yes. of scale that not everybody's up at 9, 10, you <laughs> know, and you can't veteran instincts folks up to 10 and all that craziness, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just resets the thing. So I, I've, I'm really enjoying 2.0. Oh, I've got yeah. some things that are frustrating, but it's certainly a more skillful game than I think we, we finished 1.0. Yeah. With the Mirandas and... Darth Vader with VI and... Um... Like, yeah. yeah. It was, it... VI reaction every turn, thank you! Well, like, I liked flying, like, Jake in 1st edition, and it's like, okay, well, veteran instincts. You need him in a 9, because sure. <laughs> everything else... And... Hey, listen, this is going to be hypocritical because I love me some Fen Rao, but Fen Rao at the end of first edition was broken. Right? That, that double modded five attack die, double position, double reposition. Oh, it was ridiculous. So I, good. But that's like, there's a guy in our Discord who just came in, um, which Vengeance, the pilot, like he's thinking about getting into 2.0, and I don't know if he ever played 1.0, but like, He'll never know that pain. 
I'm like very I I wish I could not know about 1.0's existence, but I do. So like I know I can sit down like an old Kajima. I know the way it was before 2.0. I, I remember could... trying to chase down Miranda. First edition Suntir fell as soon as you mentioned that you can sleep the old time and hit that hundred yard stare. Oh man. And it's it's like I remember one ship could do all the things and it, that's that's that was the problem. It's like Ghost how... Fen. That ghost Fen. I remember him. It's like it's okay. <laughs> you have three ships that are all large ships and they're half points, doesn't matter. I have Sunter Fell, he's worth seventy six, I win. <laughs> it's like He's just gonna run, and you can't hit him because auto thrusters and rocks and everything. Mm. Oh man, first edition was a riot. Oh yes. Well, gentlemen, I do apologize. I've got to head out, but uh, I did want to take the chance, Sean, to just thank you for the effort and uh, share that we're really enjoying the game, and and thanks for putting the effort in and uh, giving us that opportunity to to waste our time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, have some camaraderie and. Mm. much appreciated it's uh it's been my pleasure and as i said i'm i'm really happy to see people getting getting so much enjoyment out of it it's uh it, it's nice to have been able to give something back to a community that gave so much to me yep if you if anyone has any suggestions comments questions or if they want to help in any way don't hesitate to post to the Facebook page. It's Heroes of the Buster. Um, we see questions there every day. Um, I get questions. Sean definitely answers everything very promptly. I mean, again, thank you so much. You've definitely given the community a lot to, to work with uh, with the migration to second edition. I, I will say, it wasn't like Sean is making it where Sean's like, nah, it wasn't that hard. It, everything was already in there. It was it? No, there was a lot of work into scaling things and making it to where you had to adjust it and fix certain things that no longer worked, or adjusting mission scaling and because it, it's it used to be oh initiative one to nine or zero to now it's zero to six. So it's you have to figure out okay, well when should this ship come on? when it was oh, yeah. at initiative nine it's like oh no you just scale it down like you did in, in, for second edition it's like that wasn't really clear cut because certain pilots yeah. went from initiative eight to four instead of five <laughs> and right. and all that jazz as well so you did the work sean i thank you yeah, uh, thanks. thank you one, one question that um, Keith Woodward did ask is what was the biggest challenge in converting from, from 1.0 to 2.0? Yep. And I've got to say probably the biggest challenge was where I had to write in the new rules for stuff that didn't exist, like force. Yeah. Oh, um, trying to maintain the balance of that and still keep it within the style and the intent of the, the original rules <laughs> um, was was challenging. I think I've got a system that that handles it pretty well. Yep. The other challenge was um, staying true to what my vision of it was, because quite frankly, there were some fantastic suggestions and ideas coming through. Yeah. 
Um, unfortunately, most of them kind of turned away from where, from the direction I wanted to take. Um, but don't worry, all those suggestions are still filed away in the, uh, to be looked at for the optional rules doc. Oh yeah. Well, one of mine was, I, I told you flat out, I'm like, I'm only limiting one force user for my squad. And my, all my group was like, why only one? I'm like, because I've flown multiple force users in a squad and it's not fair to the AI. And they're like, well, can we have two force users? I'm like, if you do, just let you know, Inquisitors and Grand Inquisitors are going to start showing up because they're going to start hunting you down. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> there, there is a scenario in the works. Um, that doesn't count for excessive force users because remember cluster is actually set because it's it's kind of just post Yarvin. Yeah. This is actually set at a time when as far as the Empire is concerned, the Emperor, Vader, and Skywalker are the only force users. Yeah. They start popping up in little pockets of the rebellion all over the place. The Inquisitors shall be attending. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, that again, this is when I learned Inquisitors were good. And everyone in the 206 community was like, they're garbage, they're trash, you don't know what you're talking they're about. They're not garbage. They are not. Because are let me not tell garbage. you, the Inquisitor with one force who takes an evade as its action is freaking so hard to kill. <laughs> no, Patrick. You take you take uh, precog reflexes or whatever it's called. Yeah, right. So you you take your action. You, yeah. I mean, you just stack tokens. So yeah, you have you have a force user with focus of eight every shot. Yep. You're in pretty good shape. Oh, I know. I, like it was. It's so ridiculous how good that ship was, and I I did not go any further in the Gen Con tournament, but I took Howl Runner, Iden Urso, and three Inquisitors. And then FFG said, hey, or have nine more points to work with. I said, okay, I'll take Seventh Sister. <laughs> and I still had like an eight-point bid. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and... I think it was three Inquisitors with Precog and uh, Psy. Yeah. So you could you could get them all locked up. And... Oh. oh, it was so good. And then that's what... The optional rule, Patrick, that, that says for every Force user above the first, Yep. Include an elite inquisitor. Yep. In the first wave of reinforcements. <laughs> I love it. And no, I don't. And uh, with that, gentlemen, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to say goodnight. And uh, thanks again, Sean. Very much appreciated. And Patrick, thanks to you as well for running the the campaign. It's a blast. Oh, my pleasure. In. All right, take care, guys. You too. You too. Have a good night. Stay safe. Oh man. So we've been going for two hours and 33 minutes um uh, thank you for all your questions in the chat and on reddit and on facebook um clearly there is a support for this um sean's definitely put in the hours i mean because as for every hour that we put in sean's put in like five so <laughs> it's great um i like and that's the other thing. There's there are other people that are working and building Hotak, and every now and then you see someone throwing out a mission or two. And there's no resistance that I've ever seen 
there's always acceptance, there's always feedback, and there's always reworking our current system into something better. So, I how many there was like five original people that kind of worked with the AI, HOTAC testing and development, and now I think basically what's happened is uh, it's been released out to the community, and now the community is just taking it over. I think that's great. Oh, it's been good. Look, they, they, with, look without the community feedback, it, it wouldn't be at the stage that it's at. Yep. And I'll be quite honest, I, I look at... Oh, pardon me. Oh, pardon me again. <laughs> I... Too much, the too much it's... of this, I'm afraid. Oh, jeez, yeah. Um, I, 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 look, I look at, at where the game sits at the moment and the community feedback and the input and everything. I look at the amount of work that others have done getting Hotak into Vassal, into TTS. Yeah. And... Oh, hold on, we'll wait for him to come back. <laughs> there we go. He, uh, kind of a... You know, a, a crazy, I think I can do this sort of idea has just really gone out of proportion. And, and I just think it's great. Yeah. I, and that is that is proof positive that there is, like, an untapped resource in the X-Wing community to where all of a sudden there's a demand and people have definitely come through with making sure that Hotec is available in the virtual world and people are definitely playing it. It's, yeah, uh, oh, it's so it's, I think it's here to stay. Oh yeah, it's uh, it goes back to the Tie Fighter and uh, X Wing in the simulator game that was for like Windows ninety five or Windows three point one, like that was that's what got me hooked. Well, FGA is based on the Tie Fighter game. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's cohabitating. It's amazing. Just wait for all the Rogue Squadron scenario. <laughs> I Come on, anybody listening? There's a challenge. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, Sean's 2.0 plus Joe. Sorry, Masilati's AI app. I'm beta testing right now. It's amazing. Yeah, that's... You know what is scary is the AI that is being developed for us. It's eventually mm. going to be to where if the computer wants to win, it wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be well, chess. Shout out, shout out to Joe Mazzalotti. Um, yeah. I, I believe it's only available for Apple at the moment. Yep. But his AI has been based off FGA, FGA's AI. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been another one who's been taking some like feedback on what people want to see. Yeah. Um, I think it. Things like that only just make the community and the game itself stronger. Yeah. Well, look at how cards. Look at Fly Casual. Like that, he now just hit, I think, 100 backers. And it's because that AI system gives you some. I can easily bang out a game in a half hour, or I can get stuck in a game for two hours and not even notice. Yes. <laughs> um, but I will say, people who like Fly Casual, you do have to play humans every now and then if you want to like get into the competitive market because the, uh, after all the tournaments that I've played, I've definitely watched people play and I go, do you play Fly Casual a lot? They're like, oh yeah, I played it all the time. I'm like, I noticed. <laughs> I can, dis- 
describe Fly Casual's AI, AI play style in two words. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> So there, there are a lot of people that post on Reddit. They're like, "I've played the computer. It beats me every time. What am I doing around?" Like, it, it gives you nothing but jousting lists. Don't joust it. Just make it fly through the rocks, and you'll do a lot better. And then, oh my god, that works so well. How does? Why does that work? I'm like, because it's just gonna run at you (laughs) at whatever top speed it's got. Come at me, bro. I, hundred percent. Oh, there it is, hundred percent. Jesus, that's a the middle of the table <laughs> that's it's it is to the t exactly what it is and even like the ai cards one, one straight one straight one straight one straight in the far corner from the ai and it'll kill itself on the asteroids <laughs> but that's stalling and that's illegal no. <laughs> as Not far really. as, as, far as it... combat on my terms oh yeah but i've i've also used fly casual to help me prepare a list against a, an, uh, a list that I know is my kryptonite or you know my negative which was Jedi I was flying dash you can't get a bid with dash unless you fly two ships don't try um, so I had to fly three at 200 I'm like I'm never getting the bid I know I'm not and I know every time which happened they gave me the initiative there was one game to where I had the bid or I won the roll off and I took the initiative and I lost <laughs> but I actually consider myself a very average player. I sometimes joke that I'm the shittest X-Wing player in the whole of Queensland. But one one, one lot that I seem to have the number on for some bizarre reason are the Jedi. Yeah. And that is one thing that FFG might regret down the road <laughs> is the Jedi. Uh, a lot of people complain about them but yeah they're, they're thematic oh 100 percent. i'll forgive a little bit of overbalance <laughs> something thematic and really when you think about it i mean the jedi should be going up against droids and you yeah. can't tell me that the jedi are overpowered when you get a droid swarm that goes yeah. oh I'll use his calculate token and his calculate token. Yep. Yeah. You know, so that they they do balance out. Well, see, that's like I had to adapt. I'm like I have to make them bump me so that I don't get shot up as much and they don't get all of the mods and all of the things. Yep. And I have to make them work for it to where now he has no idea where I'm going, and it's like okay, good. I can focus fire over here, move along, bump the next one, focus fire over here make him run away and regen while i focus down on another one it is it's exhausting my games always go to time but that's because i'm taking a specific list that sucks against it <laughs> if i all of a sudden take a swarm then yeah that thing's gonna get melted down with focus fire because it only has two defense yeah, die in, in tournament play that's always going to happen because you don't know what you're going to come up against so yeah. i've got a little I wouldn't even call it a mini swarm, but it's Vader, Vinda, and three Academy pilots. That's uh, Tyler Tippett was running that at Gen Con last year. Yeah, it did okay. That's, that's actually really good if you're going if you you need blockers. Yep. Um, or you need cannon fodder. Yes. But if you're going up against an ace list, <laughs> it's kind of oh no, <laughs> you don't know beforehand. 
Vader can only yeah, shoot so many times. Part of tai Chi takes your chances. Oh, I know. Oh, that's just, like that's what two point is so good and wholesome. I like it. I don't care what people complain about and what's broken. FFG has been great about updating points and stuff. Like even the Nantex, it wasn't crazy like everyone was anticipating it was going to be. Its ability was great. Um, it was on a good chassis. But, like, I never saw it overabundant at tournaments. I'm sorry if it was at your local tournament. That person's an a-hole. But then they immediately just said, okay, uh, this isn't in hyperspace, and now it's worth X points. Have fun. <laughs> like, we fixed it. And now I barely see it unless it's some kind of makeshift thing in Extended. Yeah. I think one of the best things FFG did going to 2.0 was that they took the points off the cards. Yes. <laughs> And also every upgrade, <laughs> and they just left the initiative there because I don't think they well, really. Left nine points printed on proton torpedoes. That would have made me happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's always that uh, that option down the road because you see it with quick builds. So I'm sure they were meant to test that to its full ability, but quick builds aren't what I. Th they didn't ever reach their potential. Because new players try it, and then because they don't have the cards, but at least they have the quick build, and then it doesn't matter. People just buy the cards eventually, anyways. Um, yes, and well, Mars, I would love to see Darth Vader in a Defender. <laughs> yeah. The quick, the quick build can be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, they really can, especially when you're just getting into the game and learning it. And I mean, you, you will see it as an optional rule. So I've got a kind of half thought here. Um, which will give you a threat level level equivalency. Yep. Um, for for pilot initiative. Um, thank you to the guys who did the playtest 2.0 document. Um, for, <laughs> for giving us sliding scale there. Yeah. Um, that will just say if you want to spice things up a bit, grab a quick build card at random. Use this threat level. Yeah, and you will start to see ships turning up with upgrades on them that they shouldn't have. Yeah, <laughs> the, best, the best quick build card in my collection is the Thane Kirill that you could only get from a tournament. Oh yeah, see, I would love it if those were select things and those could be used for tournaments. Um, mm. And that. Uh, that that is a local store thing and then that's also an ffg thing they create these great scenarios and these great things but then they never try to enforce them because i think they're scared to deviate too far um yeah. from their standard 206 because it would be great if all of a sudden there was a small part of the community that was like oh no i have a i have a defender vader quick build card and it's like mm. holy shit how did you get that Oh, I went to this tournament over in so and so, and they—that's what they were giving out. And it's like yeah. that's FFG official. It's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Great. Let's yes. let's play. Another another thing to wait for is uh, the optional rule where after a squad wins nine consecutive games. Yep. The Emperor sends Vader to investigate why the hell there's so much <laughs> disruption in the Aturi cluster. Uh, I've, 
I've actually used him as an, a, a character in this campaign. I'm like, well, apparently you guys have pissed off the Emperor. He notices you now as a squad, and he's <laughs> now had to put bombs all throughout your hyperspace travel routes. You gotta get rid of the bombs, or, you know, the next time one of your GR-75s with uh, some cargo goes through, it's gonna be disabled and destroyed, and you'll lose the cargo. And they're like, holy shit, we gotta get rid of these bombs. <laughs> <laughs> It just it adds to it. It gives it some flavor. It gives it some fluff. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I, I do like somebody else came up with back in um, the first edition days with with the idea of a recurring villain. Yeah, the first elite that appears, um, even if he gets destroyed, doesn't die. No, and every time an elite ship of that type appears, it's the same pilot. <laughs> automatically starts targeting whoever got the kill shot on him last time yeah so good Damn. unlimited potential and that's the greatness and that that is one of the things i love about the cluster yeah um i'm i'm very excited because uh the way that we've been playing it now is we're just going through every single mission we're not doing the the mission mm. cards we probably are going to go through it again and do the mission cards um and then uh, we probably might dive into Flight Group Alpha, and if we can find the Scum version, we'll try to dive into that. And again, we like we might just go through Heroes of the Tory Cluster again because at that time, if we've done all that, there's probably more stuff that was already added to the Heroes that is different. Yeah. And we'll want to run through it again, or different types of missions. Yeah, well, the the next thing for the next thing for Aturi is definitely uh, looking at some more campaign arcs. Yep. Oh, 100%. And that's the other thing. You can always bring your character back. You don't have to create a whole new sheet because it scales no. it. It scales it. <laughs> no, and if you've got a squadron that's all uh, I6, yeah. it's already scaled. But if you think that it's going to be a little bit easy, call them one extra pilot. Exactly. Yeah, so. Double up on whatever is in the first column. Give them a challenge. Exactly. Endless. Endless possibilities. Absolutely. All right. I think we're going to end it there. It's like we've gone over all the questions you guys have had <laughs> and then some. We've had an intermission. <laughs> we've had people come and go. Oh, thank you so much, Sean, for coming on. This has been... It has been my absolute pleasure, Patrick. It's uh, been good to be here. I mean, it's, it's like... Dry you're actually driving the car but you got to speak to the architect and the builder and the designer and it's like oh i didn't even realize that about my car that's amazing oh okay oh that's where you got that idea from and it's yeah no it's it's very enlightening and i not reassuring but it's it's nice to be able to talk to where it came from because it's been good to be able to share it exactly if anybody else, yeah, if we didn't cover anything, or as I keep saying, if you ever have any questions or need clarification on something, yep. hit the Facebook page, tag me in it. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Exactly. And thank you guys so much for watching. Um, ugh, I don't want to do the like and subscribe nonsense. Do what you want to do. Have fun. Um, stay safe. And... Yeah, uh, this is, I'll turn this into our podcast and send it over to there if you want to listen to the audio version. Um, but again, thank you, Sean, so much for coming on.
absolutely been my pleasure and i'll give you one free plug before we go, go if you enjoyed today's show folks remember like and subscribe recon specialist and don't forget recon specialist tokens yep there you go recontokens.com there you go Mate, uh, I, i'd love to get some of your tokens but the postage to australia would just be crippling i know we're working on that too even during these times it's never gonna happen. <laughs> if you get if you get a solution to it, let me know. All right, like you can do stuff with Etsy store to where you can make it to where shipping is um, free, and then you adjust your prices accordingly. But even then, it's like okay, well, you're paying for that shipping. You're not gonna see it for like ever because of the COVID. So once everything is done with COVID, yeah, we'll we'll revisit that and figure out shipping, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's never gonna happen all right everyone thank you so much have a good night stay safe and take it easy folks yep have a good one <laughs>